What up, everybody? It's your boy Al Sigurdi Sauce, and welcome back to the Sauce Talk Podcast. Today's guest is undeniably responsible for influencing an entire generation of kids in the northern part of New Jersey. He introduced surfing culture, skateboard culture, sneaker culture, hip-hop culture, punk rock culture, fashion, graffiti, and more importantly, the meaning of family to all of us. He provided a safe space for local kids and young adults alike and kept us all off of the streets for a better part of our adolescence. It was our home away from home. Whether we were happy, whether we were sad, we always had a place to go and be expressive with ourselves. We were able to genuinely be free. He allowed us to unapologetically be ourselves and get accepted no matter the color of our skin or the various interests that kept our motors revving, if you will. When I think back on my early teenage years and all that, I could honestly say some of the best moments I've ever had in my life was under the roof of his skate shop. I not only speak for myself, but for hundreds and even thousands of young kids when I say we owe you, we love you, and we thank you for your contribution to our growing years. (laughs) My guest today is none other than the West Orange legend himself, the owner of Division East, Board Sports, David Dowd, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> What's happening, my boy? Dude, you weren't kidding. I got a little misty, dude. <laughs> dude, it's, I, I, you know, I could go on more. Yeah. I just can't. You know, I it's don't... hard to really express myself. I'm an emotional guy. I'm a Pisces, yeah. so. All right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's tough. But, dude, you, you don't realize no, how important your place was to That's all That's really of us. nice, because I, I do think that sometimes maybe I didn't set the best example. But it's great to hear that, and, and and I've heard it before, like how much it's meant to people. Dude, and, you have no, you have no yeah. idea. It really shaped and molded, a, 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 you know, a greater part of the generation of North Jersey, the kids. You know, somebody told me recently. Do you remember Zach Baker? That sounds familiar, but I don't. I don't uh, recall. I think he was a Montclair guy. Yeah, he, so he's still in the, the skate industry now. He's, a, I believe, the team manager for that company, Alzheimer's. But oh, sweet. But somebody told him that they, they think, uh, that, or that he mentioned that I like kind of created the whole sense of humor that like. Is like wow. a New York City, New Jersey skateboarder sense I totally of humor. Bet. Yeah, that and a lot of these dudes haven't even met me, so I, I remember. I forget who told me, but I was like, "Wow, that's a really cool compliment." Yeah, dude. Yeah, I I, I could have wrote more, but yeah. like I didn't want to like sit here for twenty minutes for the intro. But dude, it's like for real. Like nah. replacement, you know. And we'll, we'll we'll get into all that, but I mean, it must have been over. It's got to be way over ten years since I've seen you. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about, it. but it's crazy. Like with social media, like I. I you feel, feel like, like I feel like I kind of, sort of know what you're up to, and, and we've yeah. been in touch, and, and you know we've texted a little bit and stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty vocal. I'm a fucking bit of a nutcase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're but, definitely you're one of a kind, man. You're one of the most interesting people I um, <laughs> definitely ever. I appreciate it. Ever met? As I mentioned in my intro, you were you were a big part of uh you know of my childhood as mm-hmm. well as others, and you were a big part of our lives. So I really want to just take us through like a, a journey of 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 your life and like where you went. And like all the things you've accomplished. I was thinking about you today. And I, like I said, I remember you being a, just a little Italian kid <laughs> ripping cigarettes all day. Newport. Like, that's all I smoked was noobs. And then I remember you, you could sing Macy Gray really well. Do you remember that? 
I was driving here today after I had dinner, and I was thinking, I was like, he's going to bring up the Missy Gray. <laughs> popped in my head on the way here. That was I still, I'm an archivist. I have everything. Dude, I'm like a fucking You got a walking. recording of that? I still have all that stuff somewhere. It's it's there. That's so funny. Um, So you grew up in West Orange, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, I had a, I had a podcast with Miller recently. Uh-huh. And it, just as like I mentioned that episode, I felt like um, growing up in West Orange had a lot to do with the man that he became, mm-hmm. as well as like just all of his overall interests across the board. Like, yeah. I, like growing up in West Orange definitely you know, influenced and helped do all of that. So would you agree that West Orange was a contributor for you? Yeah, I mean, well? it's, it's such an interesting place. I mean, it, first yeah. of all, it's like totally, di- I mean, Montclair is very those diverse are my as two, well. In our pod, I talk about those two. Yeah, I mean, because there's, you know, there's the whole down the hill, up the hill situation in West Orange. There's there's the Orange Valley, which is like blue collar. And then there's, yeah, there's yeah. some very wealthy. And there's Llewellyn Edison, which is a gated community. That, mm-hmm. So there's, you know, we went, and I went to public school as did Miller. And, you know, we, we went to school with, it, it was a very diverse high school. I think it's like 50% white, 50% other. Very culturally. That's, that's yeah. what's special about yeah. it. Yeah, and, and rich and poor. And, and, you know, we were all kind of thrown in together. So I, I think that kind of helped us. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, it, it, it's a kind of a tough town. It's funny. I, was, uh, I posted a picture of me surfing the other day on Instagram. And some guy I grew up with immediately started making fun of me. And I'm like, Dude, that's a sick photo. Well, and he, well, he knew it was too. And he goes, I know. He's like, he was like, I'm sorry. That's just that West Orange tick. What? <laughs> but no, but I, but it's a good thing. Because I mean, there's a lot of ball busting. And I think, I think we all have like a good sense oh, he's of humor. His actions are a West Orange yeah, tick. Yeah, he had a West Orange oh, okay, tick to like okay. come at me and start making fun of me. So. That's a sick photo, by the way. Ah, thank you. It's yeah, good it was, to see that yeah, you're still active. Yeah, yeah, 46. I'm still... Yeah, still trying. That's wild, man. Damn, you're 46. I am. Yeah, I didn't realize you were nine years older than me. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah, my brother's nine and a half years younger than me. Yeah, so you you were the same grade as Patrick. So yeah, that's what I love about West Orange. And I was, I guess, talked about in the. I don't want to be repetitive, but what I talked about in the podcast with Miller is that the two towns that are my favorite. Mm -hmm. My number one is Montclair, Mm -hmm. but West Orange. You know, it's a little similar as far as how culturally diverse it is, Mm -hmm. and you know that really contributes to how these kids grow up and how yeah. it molds them with their interests and stuff like that. You know, my town that I grew up in for most of my life, Verona, yeah. predominantly white. Mm-hmm. So I was like the only kid. I had family in Patterson. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I was, I had all that urban flavor, whereas yeah. like most of the people didn't really have that, you know? Yeah. So that's no. why I like those towns. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I'm very happy that that's where I grew up. So. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a dope town. So what Mon- was your- Montclair has the downtown, which West Orange lacks, which I think is like another yes. added element. That's what Miller was saying, that West Orange is, is a little more boring Whereas opposed to Montclair, it's like it has like that New Yorkish mm-hmm. nightlife, right, right. and it's got that strip, and yeah. you know you start at the top, it's a little ritzy, and you go down, you get by New Street, and it's real. Yeah, hood but you, go, down you there. can walk by a hundred stores and bars and restaurants. West Orange yeah. doesn't really have that. There's yeah, like, and I just love like walking in like a convenience store, like a stationary store, like a mom and pop, and just seeing like all like Asian kid with a black kid with a white kid, and mm-hmm. they none of them are discriminating each other. Everybody's having a great time, and yeah. I always appreciated that. And I wanted to raise my kid in an area like that. Mm-hmm. Little Falls ain't that bad, but yeah, yeah. you know, it's nothing like like Montclair. But at least we're like a hop, skip, and a jump from right, Montclair. Right. Yeah, so, there's some culture close by. Exactly. Well, I'm sure yeah. there is here too. I don't mean to diss Little Falls. <laughs> nah, it's yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's all right. It's, not, yeah. it's nowhere near like West Orange or Montclair. Right. So, what was your childhood like? I mean, your dad was a lawyer, right? Yeah, yeah. My dad was a lawyer. Uh, I think uh, he was also like involved in like local politics. He was a town councilman. And, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, no. I mean. 
I had a great childhood. Yeah, I always wondered what it was like, like when I had friends that had like a dad that was like a, a cop or yeah, a yeah. lawyer. Like, did you get interrogated a lot growing up? Like, no, because my, my really? dad was a hippie and my dad was always ah, like a liberal go. Democrat. Yeah, oh, so that's yeah, different. yeah. But uh, no, he was he was he was great. And then uh, you know, I, I don't. We'll probably get into it. But you know, we were just talking about surfing. I was. Very lucky when I was 10 years old, my parents bought a house on Long Beach Island that we still have. And, oh, uh, sick. You still have it, Still huh? have it right on the water on the Barnegat Bay. And uh, my dad had a good career going, so my mother was like full-time stay-at-home mom. So the end of the school year would come, we'd pack up the car, and, and myself and my brother and sister would spend, you know, all summer down there. So that, yeah. that was kind of when I fell in love with surfing. Wow, that's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. actually going to ask you about that. That's yeah, yeah, sick. yeah, yeah. Two of my uh, father's brothers were surfers, pretty good surfers in the 70s. And uh, when my dad bought the house, they donated these like old 70s surfboards. So that's kind of oh, what dope. got me started on it. Yeah, yeah. Do you have them still hanging up there? I or don't. No? One of them I traded in to get my first like <laughs> hot shot surfboard, which, yeah. I, which I wish I didn't. And then another one got stolen out of uh, the outdoor shower down there, which, which sucks. Oh, wow. But, uh, so you're the old, you have you're, you're the oldest of three siblings. You have a your middle sibling is is your sister, right? Yeah, What's her yeah. name? Molly Dowd or Molly. <laughs> I only met her once, and my only memory of her was her boyfriend. His name I loved his name. It was Carver Stone. Carver Stone, dude, it's so funny. I have so... his autograph in my my black book. Get out of here! Yeah, yeah. He was an art student. He was a he was a model too. He was he was like he was well, a nice looking kid. Yeah, yeah. He was in like the Mark Jacobs runway show and stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my sister's happily married now to this guy Michael Bird, who's awesome. But, oh, uh, wow. but we do bust Michael's balls all the time. We're like, oh, he's like, oh, man, I'm a carver. <laughs> <laughs> you know, me and my brother, that carver was the best. <laughs> What's the age difference between you, your sister, and then your brother, Pat? Which I think is my, my man. sister and I are three to four years apart. And then uh, Patrick like and I are right? 10 years apart. But like I was saying, and uh, people always kind of forget about Molly, even though she's hysterical and like a really cool person. I didn't. Hi, Molly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Carver Stone. <laughs> yeah, that dude, that's so funny. But uh, just because, like, the common interest between my brother and I and, and the skateboarding thing, like, we have this whole network of skater friends. So, like, yeah. so often we'll be at, like, a social setting that Molly will happen to come to. And, like, she's heard it a thousand times where people are like, oh, I didn't yeah, know you yeah. had a sister. And she's, you know, always yeah, rolling yeah. her eyes at that. But You can safely say that you, you heavily influenced your brother Pad growing up, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I bust his chops about that, too. Because, I mean, Pad's... A better skateboarder than I ever was, and has sick, and, yeah, yeah, rips, and has a career in skateboarding now. But I, I like to tell him, like, but it, you planted that seed. Yeah, I'm like, hey, you should probably be like breaking me off a little commission, <laughs> little whatever it's going. But but he hooks it up. He he does a lot of work for Vans, and they have a indoor skate park in Ridgewood that he's brought myself and my kids into to, to skate oh, wow. by ourselves, like in the oh, morning. Oh yeah? yeah. Well, no, I was talking to him. I know he worked for Nike SB, but now he does like marketing. He did, uh, Teddy Santis is like one of his men, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's doing his own thing now. And then I'm kind of doing my own thing uh, on the fabrication end. So we do like collaborate, you know, if you need something That's built. That's fucking bring beautiful. Yeah, 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 it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's a good it's thing. It's something I look up to because I don't have any siblings. I'm an only child. Uh -huh. So I love like seeing like that brothers. Because some brothers don't, I know, you dude. Know, it doesn't I know. work uh, out. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I know guys that don't talk to their brothers, and yeah, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. So, um, before I get into the skate shop and all that, which you know, mm -hmm. in my opinion, not only you know was it just skateboarding, but it was a hub for like all of the interests that I could safely say you acquired throughout your interesting life. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, I, I like think you know. You know, like, you know, I'm a big boxing fan, so I would yeah. buy like a Leon Spinks autograph frame uh -huh. picture and, and have that hanging up. And they're like, you know, Andrew McLaughlin used to always laugh because like I would just 
all of a sudden be watching a ton of Aaron Pryor fights and be like, fuck it, we need to make an Aaron Pryor t-shirt. And yeah, it's fucking... You know, just, that's, what's, that's what it's all about, yeah. is, is, is drawing from your nostalgia yeah, yeah, yeah. and just like reproducing yeah. stuff like that and sharing it with the One world. One of my favorite shirts we made was, uh, I did a Tony Galento shirt. Do you know who Tony Galento was? No, I don't. He, he's a boxer from uh, Orange, New Jersey. And is he from like the Rock Marciano era? Well, he fought, uh, he fought Joe Lewis at Yankee Stadium and knocked Joe Lewis down. And then Joe Lewis got off the canvas and kicked his ass, but he was just a big, fat Italian guy. He owned a tavern in Orange, New Jersey called Tony's Tavern. Oh, shit. And uh, where the train station is in Orange is now called Tony Galenta Plaza. But uh, anyway, I made it. I, I found the photograph online of him standing over Joe Lewis when he knocked him oh, down. Oh, wow. And, yeah, it's like one of, I hope you people told me they were, yeah, that was a good shirt. But, oh, that's dope. Uh, so since, like I said, that, that shop that you opened up, mm-hmm. which ended up being Division E Sports Sports, how it became a cu- accumulation of you know all your interests in your life, yeah. which came first? I assume surfing. Or skateboarding? Uh, probably around the same time. I mean, really? Because I know s- skateboarding is essentially surfing on concrete. I mean, that's yeah. how it started, right? Yeah. My, I mean, my parents bought the place on Long Beach Island when I was 10, and that's that's when I started surfing. But I, you know, I want to think probably around the same I, I probably had like a Toys R Us skateboard that I would. Yeah, yeah, just mess around with. Yeah, yeah. But you didn't take it like seriously as you did later on, right? No, I'm trying to think. Like, when did you get into surfing? What was the. Uh, when did you first start? Like, I know you mentioned it briefly before when we were talking about your parents have that house in LBI. Yeah, they bought the house. There was a surf shop uh, not far from me called Body Language, which is like super 80s <laughs> surf shop. But uh, I remember- uh, they, Is that that? They, made, they have clothing? Yeah, dude. That, he like actually, I ended up working at the shop for years and he like inspired me a lot because he was constantly putting out t-shirts and I was like- What was that hand logo? Do you know no, what I'm talking bo- about? That's Body Glove. But he body actually, Glove, he, that's what that is. He, okay. he did do a shirt with Body Glove giving the middle <clears throat> finger and it said body language. No yeah, way. Yeah. I'd love to, I'd kill to see yeah, that no, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that kind of, I remember he, he ran like a surf clinic that my mom like signed me up for and I did like one day of surfing. And then I had that surfboard in the in uh you know in our shed, and I just started bringing it up the street and messing around surf. And I, I had a neighbor who actually there's a there's a clothing company that's pretty successful that's from Long Beach Island called Jetty Jetty uh, I guess Jetty Clothing. But oh, anyways, yeah. this this kid Corey that lived across the street from me became like my surfing partner, and we'd lug these two seventy surfboards up the street, go surf every day. Oh and, sweet! Uh, How old were you when you when ten? You, yeah, yeah. So I've been years yeah. Old. So I'm forty years. So I've seen. You know, Damn, you've been skating that. I mean, I'm surfing. Yeah, that dude. Long. I trip out. I'm like, wow, I've been doing this thirty six years. Well, that and, means you uh, really love it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's like so rewarding. Like we just had that Hurricane Lee uh, pass through, and that's where we had like two days of really good surf. And uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I get all this anxiety. I'm like, I hope I surf well. <laughs> I, yeah. I go through like so much shit in my head when the waves are coming, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm too scared of that shit, man. I, I never was like an extreme sports guy. Uh-huh. I like to keep my ten toes. Like I don't do roller coasters. I'm pretty safe. Yeah. And dude, like one time I was like boogie boarding on the ocean in LBI actually, mm-hmm. and uh, I got taken under. Like a storm was about to come, and like, dude, I've been scarred ever since then. Like the shit took me under, and my face scraped the ground. Yeah, yeah. and I was like. Fuck this! Yeah. I'm never. I never really swam in the ocean ever since. It's funny. I, I had my uh, daughter, who's four, uh, over the summer. I, Shout out, Lucian. Yeah, Lu- <laughs> Louis Coco, we call her. Yeah, Lucian. I had her on the. I had her on the front of the longboard. We have this like eight foot longboard down at my mom and dad's place, and it was like a small, beautiful summer day. And but I, I took her all the way out, and we were riding. I was riding oh, waves wow. with her on the nose of the surfboard. She was loving it. She kept being yeah. like, more, more, like bigger. I love when they say more. I know, kids, but right? then I fucked up and I like paddled into like one that was like a little too big and she rolled off the front <gasps> of the surfboard and she can't swim. Oh no. I mean, I got her out really quick. 
but she was so spooked. This was like early August. And, That'll fuck uh, her up for years. Dude, already she's like, she won't even put her feet in the water. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I fucking <laughs> You know, that's funny that you say that. How old was she when that happened? It was this summer. She's four. Okay, so my son this summer, yeah. we're swimming in my pool that's, that you yeah. walked by, and, and and my son's swimming, and he goes in the deep end normally with like a vest on, because yeah, yeah. then he could swim and he won't sink. Mm. But this time, he wanted to go there without us. I said, okay, you could do it, yeah. but you got to either hold, stay with daddy, I'll hold mm. you, or you got to hold onto the ladder. So we're swimming there, and we're playing with these balls that we're throwing, and we throw it, in, and it gets caught in the jet, and it throws it out, you know, like uh-huh. the, the um whatever you call that, the uh, the... Yeah, 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 whatever in the pool. So it throws it out, and he's like, "All right, I want you to go get it, Daddy." So I was like, "All right, look, I'll go get it, but you have to stay holding this ladder." Yeah, yeah. and I'll go get. Of course, what happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swim out. As I grab the ball, I hear my turn around. He's, oh, 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 oh. Oh, you know, shit. like he's keeping his head above, yeah. but he's like swallowing and like uh-huh. paddling out. So I rush back, and I like you, like you, I grab them real quick. Yeah, but like, yeah. that shit kind of scarred him. For I know. I'm, I'm like hoping by next summer, it's like. <laughs> She's forgotten about it. Oh, I can't. That feeling was bad in my stomach. <laughs> oh, I'm like a warrior. I'm like a yeah, fucking yeah, paranoid dude. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't want to. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a bad story, but so that's so, so that's cool. So that's how you started, and obviously you still surf to this day. Yeah, and then skating, like there was a you know band. This was a, you remember Powell Peralta? They of had course, like videos. Of so band. This is like the first video that I remember like really resonating with me. I had like a VHS copy of it, and. uh there was a, in South Orange, on South Orange Avenue, there was a, a bike shop called Cheap Skates. They sold bikes, roller skates, and they had a very small, like... Of skateboards? Skateboard section. Yeah, there was no skate shops back There was then. none. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I remember I got my first skateboard, got a, a Powell Ripper, and, uh, you know, we had our little crew. This is like seventh or eighth grade, and, and we were all super into it. And then, uh, I remember, like, skating started changing. There, there's a company called New Deal that came out, and, uh... This, the company started getting smaller and like this, the videos started becoming more like relatable. Like the Powell videos were like these huge, big budget huge. productions. Yeah, we're like New Deal and H Street were more like kind of grassroots, your friend with your camcorder. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember I, I had a, a New Deal. I, I met, it's so funny. I don't want to get too off topic, but I remember just like how you used to meet people. I remember I was at the Livingston Mall. And I had like some skateboard clothes on and this black kid came up to me. He was like, you skate? Like it was like, and his yeah. name was Wahim, and he lived on the other side of West Orange and, you know, exchanged phone numbers, oh, and, wow. like, we got to skate, and I had to take a bus from, I mean, I guess I could have, but it's like, you know, uh, you know where Lady of Lords Church is? Yes. So from North Philadelphia, I took the bus over there and met his crew, and uh, his crew was, you know, Leo Fitzpatrick from Kids. That was when, oh, I, that's wow. when I met Leo, who was living Get over there, the and that was his little skate here. crew, yeah, and we were, like, kind of just terrorizing downtown West Orange, oh, and, wow. yeah, that's how I linked up with those guys, and, uh... That's when I like really started getting into skating. Like I remember there was a Justin Gerard had a New Deal skateboard called the Pinball Wizard. It was like this really cool drawing of this girl playing pinball. Oh, sick! And uh, I remember I had that skateboard, and that's the board I first started like learning tricks and being like, "Wow, I'm actually skateboarding." And I remember, oh, I, yeah, I remember I bought that board. Like I had that one like three times in a row. I wore like three of those out. But yeah, that's the best when you love something, you got to get like multiple. Yeah. Right? So that was cool, and that, you know that got me super into skating. But like I said, I was spending my summers at the beach so kind of like it was kind of balanced yeah and but i kind of would like shut skating off a little bit there was still like a skate scene down there too but i was like more like super focused on surfing and then uh, i remember i came back i guess this was uh the summer before my freshman year and i remember i came back from my freshman year i don't, I don't know who's how many skaters have listened to this but the uh the questionable video by plan b had come out oh, and my buddy chris junta was like dude you have to watch this and he had a vhs of it and it was like 
Sick. It was like the most insane skateboarding, and then like everybody's outfits had kind of changed. Everybody was in like yeah, big yeah. pants cut off, yeah. and it had like the best soundtrack. It had like ah. Beastie Boys and Hieroglyphics is like the first time I ever heard. Because there's I, nothing better. I'm sorry than hip hop and hip and skate videos, dude. I know it's and better it's, than punk. I'm yeah, sorry, dude. I know, I'm but sorry. I, but I, it's it's funny you say that because I, I like got into punk through surfing. And hip hop through skating, oh, yeah, and it was like so separate back then. I think I said, you, you know, you said you listened to that Swell Season podcast that I was on. I, I did kind of get into that. Like, I would bring all my hip hop shit like yeah, down to the beach, yeah, and like yeah. my surf friends were like, "What yeah. the fuck is this?" Oh man, yeah, there's nothing like hip hop in a skate yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I know. So I know. do appreciate like the punk stuff in it, but it it just hits different with the hip hop videos. Yeah, you need like a pool skater, or, like a yeah. like some vert skating. Mixtape is a uh, uh, mixtape is my favorite. Yeah, uh, Zoo York mixtape yeah, is yeah, like yeah. just because they spliced in like the freestyles of yeah, Fat yeah. Joe and yeah, Curious all, George. All that footage, and shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the rhymes is, looking like dude. A kid. E- even Shorty's uh, "Fulfill the Dream" when yeah, you heard yeah. Company. That was the first time I heard Company flow, and I was just like. Dude, hearing Coldwood intrude, I was like blown away. But then I always liked what like Spike Jones did with like the old uh, the old girl videos where he would just like have all like girls old- sick. Too. Yeah, he would do have like all the old like soul music and all that shit. Always worked really well yeah. with skating too. I, I love that stuff, but I don't even skate. But I just I love yeah, the sick. culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dabble. I'm too much of a like I told you. I like to yeah. keep my ten toes. I'm too much of a pussy. Yeah, but, but I love the culture. Yeah, well, dude, you 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 have respect for like tons of different cultures. Like stuff, I said, yeah. some I'm not interested in at all, like the Cologne thing, but I yeah. still think it's like fascinating. <laughs> I like watching the Cologne reviews, but dude, I respect like your music opinions. And I love everything, dude. Yeah. I just, I'm not a big Drake fan, but I remember when you dropped your Drake review. <laughs> dude, I remember showing that to my because you were being so dramatic too. And you were like, it was. I'm a, I'm a Pisces, man. I was I'm like, passionate. this is so fucking funny. And Raji's like, he's kind of spot on though. <laughs> That's so, dope. Yeah. Shout out Rajni, man. Yeah, like, I haven't seen Rajni since even before I've seen you probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. That's fucking wild. So that's what's got you into skating. And you know, now that we're touching on the music stuff, I guess I'll dive into that. Your music tastes were always very pretty broad. You didn't really I know you had favorites, but you were pretty open to like almost everything, which makes you, you know, very interesting. Yeah. But hip hop definitely seemed to be like the larger portion of what you were heavily into. Do you have any early memories? of when you fell in love with hip hop? Cause I surely do. I remember like being, I, I, I was thinking about this recently cause we used to go skate. There was a, a school called Hazel Avenue school. Where was that? It's like, in West Orange. Just, it had like some yellow curbs and a three stair, but me and my buddy, Chris Junta used to go there every day after school. And I remember, uh, I remember the LL Cool J cassette tape with, I'm going to knock you out. I remember yeah, that was so like, sick. I remember being like really into that, but like when hip hop, like fuck, and then I and then I got pretty into Beastie Boys and hieroglyphics through the whole Plan B thing. Yeah, yeah. And then so that's probably like when it like I sparked went, with you. Yeah, but then like what started happening like kind of towards the, my like junior and senior year of high school, which is like 1994, 1995. Just like that was what was happening period. in hip hop just seemed so fucking special. The Black Moon era and shit. Black that was Moon, a good time, like, dude. Gangstar, hard to earn. Uh, oh my god Wu-Tang Clan just it felt like and I don't know if, I don't know why this was the case but I remember music new albums always came out on Tuesday and it just felt yep. like every fucking Tuesday now it's different now it's yeah. Friday it's it switched there was a there was a record store on South Orange Avenue which is right down the street from Cheapskates called Music Lovers and the used to go there see that I don't know I know the Montclair store Let It Rock and then there was Crazy well, Rhythms well Let, Let It Rock is sick too like that's like Crazy Rhythms too remember Crazy yeah, Rhythms I just think like Montclair is so sick like Montclair had shit that was just there forever like a punk rock shop and yeah they had the head shop what was the 
the shop that sold bonds. In her eye. Dude, it had everything. That was like, they had such like a sick little downtown. That but, spot uh, was fucking ill, man. Yeah. But dude, I just remember like, and then like, I just remember, I could just go to the record store and just like flip through, just look at hip hop album covers or, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I used to like to read the thank yous. Oh, hell like, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're cool. And the liner notes yeah, and shit. Yeah, they're cool with them. That's so sick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love them, man. I mean, I know one of the biggest things that I remember was watching the video music box. I used mm-hmm. to always have my mother order me like Razzcast videos and shit like well, that. Well, there, there was the box, which That's was, what I mean. The yeah. Box. I'm and sorry. Then, but then there was video music box, yeah, which, which was different. awesome too. But that was on like channel 13, like PBS. That was with like. No, the box is what I used to fuck with mostly. Yeah. The box was sick, but then I would watch. The, I used to go again, my buddy Chris Junta, great friend of mine. I was best man at his wedding. He put me onto the Plan B video, but he was he was such like a, I lived with him. He was my college roommate, great guy. He was like definitely a, a hip hop connoisseur. And I just remember through high school, like our routine was like go to his house, smoke a blunt, watch video music box, yeah, yeah, yeah. go skateboard. <laughs> but yeah, the Black Moon era was dude. I, I actually like I can't say that I like boot camp better than Wu. But there was something about boot camp that yeah. I always grab that I felt special when I listened to them. I loved Woo. Yeah, yeah. But there's something about that when they brought in that Jamaican flavor. Yeah, that, dude. That boot shit. camp is sick. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, that stuff was like all their first out. Same thing with Woo. Like, the only difference is that the boot camp album for the people wasn't that good as their solos, whereas Wu Tang's album Thirty Six Chambers and even Forever yeah. was like dope along with their solos. I remember not liking Forever when it came out. But you liked it oh, later. I, oh, yeah, it like Romy. But it's funny because Rizik kind of like says that on it too. He's like, you're going to need to listen to this to the year 2000. <laughs> he says, well, that dude's, yeah, he's ahead of he his time, so man. On it. But yeah, now, you know, now I love it. But Yeah, so naturally, like, if you're into hip hop, especially in the, in the ni- 1990s, there's a good chance you're a fan of all the elements of hip hop. And one of the main elements that I'm talking about is, is graffiti. Mm-hmm. I know you were specially drawn to that. How early in your life was your appreciation uh, to that art form? When was that built? One of my good friends who we've since lost touch, but was like one of my closest friends who I actually met on Long Beach Island, because he would also spend his summers down there, uh, is, a, is a guy who ended up being, he ended up writing sci-fi and then Equinox. Oh, um, sick. Yeah, oh, wow. And I knew him through surfing and skating. Equinox was ill, Yeah, dude. and then if you if you ever want to like go through, like, if you ever just want to Google sci-fi and uh, his writing partner was Cunt, K-U-N-T. <laughs> dude, like... Sick. So dude, sick. Equinox was on 280 He was, yeah. He had, he had that straight letter on, on 280, yeah. Hell so, yeah. And uh, he was like into graffiti at an early age, and he lived in Perth Amboy, New Jersey, his father was like the principal of Perth Amboy High School, but he went to like a Catholic school. I forget what the situation was, but we became really good friends and we're like really into skateboarding together. So like I, once the summer would end, I would spend a lot of weekends in Perth Amboy. My mom would like drop me off at uh, this place, Casa Verde, which is on a, it's a restaurant on Route 9. And like, and like his, his dad would come scoop me up there and, I'd, and it was cool. Like he had his whole friends and, and he was super into hip hop and he had, that was the first time I saw Subway Art and he had black books. Oh, and wow. I met NU through him. Like, oh, no yeah, shit. All, Shout out to NU, yo. Yeah. He lives a couple towns away. I know. He's living out here now. Yeah. yeah. I ran into him at, at Tame's uh, that funeral. That dude's style is yeah. so clean, bro. Yeah, so I, I've known him. You know, we're all, we, we, I went to the so first- you've known him that long. I went to the first Summer Jam with uh, NU and uh, Sci-Fi. No When the lineup shit. was like Black Moon, Nas- 
Gangstar, Wu Tang oh Clan, God. that guy Domino who sang that sweet the, listen, song. I don't like Domino. You know what? No, looks funny. King I Just, talked about King? Domino with GDP last That's one. That's so funny. Because me and my dad used to listen to this tape single. <laughs> I thought that song sucked. That was so good, dude. And I, then loved I, it. I don't remember King Just. He was like a Staten, of course. So he was a Staten Island rapper. He, I remember he was on that bill. But yeah, we all went to wow, that. Wow, yeah. that must have been insane to dude, see it, that live. It was a trip. Yeah, but anyway, I'm kind of so getting all over the place. Nah, but, you're good. But yeah, they were, dude. I remember Anu was like had photographs of like, oh, I painted this piece and I like couldn't believe how good it was. Dude, and then, he's amazing. But it's so funny because I and you posted this photo maybe like within last year it was like, look at how whack I used to be. <laughs> I was like, dude, I was like, I remember like that blowing my mind. And then uh I, you know the bitch ditch in Livingston? No, I don't. It's a skate spot behind the shop right in Livingston and there's there's actually I don't know if it's still there, but there was some really old Sick like pieces? nineteen but like nineteen eighty shit from like oh, writers. Wow. I didn't even know who it had like the where the wild things are character, but I remember I told Jess, Sci-Fi, and Enu about that, and they wanted to go paint it. We were like seventeen, and uh, I brought those guys over there, and I wasn't gonna piece. I think I like caught some shitty tags, and like those guys went to piece, and I left. And I remember Jess calling me like hours later. They got raided painting this dish. Oh no shit! Yeah, and uh, Sci-Fi and Enu got caught. And Jess had buried themselves in leaves. <laughs> and like, and like, He's the best. Yeah, man. and he waited it out. Guy. And I, I, I want to say I went to pick him up. But, uh, dude, I remember Enyu's dad was so mad. Enyu was DJing already back then, too. He still is. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, and he's nasty. And I remember Enyu's dad had, like, smashed his turntables because <laughs> he was so mad at him. But. Dude, when I look at an Enyu piece, it's so weird because it's modern, but it has that vintage... 90s style to it but it's so goddamn perfect yeah, yeah. i think he's like the illest dude yeah, ever he's really good man it was cool like like i said i've known him forever and i hadn't seen him forever and then you know tame one passed away this year and uh, uh rest in peace tame with yeah and, and and i'm sure we'll get into that a little bit in my relationship yeah. with him. but i i uh yeah i was like dude i gotta go to the service and i hadn't seen andy forever and and we sat next to each other and it was like all love which was cool because you know graffiti's weird and graffiti's very it's hard weird. to know who's mad at you and who's very not weird. and whatever but especially for me because i'm mostly uh, a person that's just like a like i know everybody yeah and i appreciate the culture but yeah. i don't actually paint so everybody always looks at me sideways yo who the fuck is this kid until they realize i'm legit and they're yeah, like all right yeah, never yeah. mind but yeah. like i always get side-eyed like all the time because i'm not you know i'm not in it but yeah. i'm in it you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah you know what's up so when did you decide like that was something that you wanted to actually contribute to like at least a little bit like i grew like 280 was crushed when i was in high school crushed and then like even bringing it back to tame like that was uh, you know when tame passed that's what i i, I did a post on instagram and i, I don't really post on instagram that often but well that's I, different man but i was like dude i was like i was like seeing because wrong side of the tracks video was on <sighs> fucking rap city and video music on box, all that. and then this dude had hollows popping up on 280 and i'm like this is fucking crazy and in my mind i'm like oh he's a rapper with a record deal he's rich and he's out here running out of boom squad baby. yeah but granted he wasn't really you know who knows what yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of money he was making but i was like dude, this guy's out here running around in these highways like that's so fucking crazy and so, his style was just so dope. Yeah, that whole cool. boom squad yeah. had flame shit. It was cool. Day. And then like 280 was like 280 was like all like either like black and white throw ups or, or hollows. But there was like Huck and Snuff was this one duo. They were up a bunch, and uh, it was cool. And then I was into snowboarding too. So we would we would drive out to uh, Mountain Creek. So I think it was called Vernon Valley at that time. But the the ski resort which is up Route 80. And then as you got you know it's, it's a bit more country up there. And and the 
walls on the highway are, are set back and as you'd get up there there were like actual like burners it was like yeah, yeah. Themo and Omen and like, oh my god and PFE, PFE shit so, so it was a trip and then and then I started college in 1995 and then I was down on like Route 1 in the New Brunswick area and where'd you like go to college? Rutgers so like oh, you know Nace and Rhyme and, and Chip and <sighs> rest those, in those peace dudes, Nace bro yeah those guys had it smashed down there so I was like fucking around a little bit like i painted like a couple of highways and co- there was a kid eber who was became a really good friend of mine and uh we had painted like a couple of highways on like route 18 and then i'd come Damn. home and do some hollows on on uh that stuff was so much different yeah. back then man it's not the same anymore yeah. and like i said like i was saying to you like i, I think i kind of sort of did my thing in graffiti for a minute like oh, I, I, you know show. i painted show. a bunch but like i will say and, and probably people thought this about me i had so I was painting a little bit, and then I had my skateboard shop, and then I was like, I should start selling paint. So I had a Montana oh, we'll account. That. So like, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I had a, like, like I had a, I definitely had a crutch because I had like unlimited paint, and uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I, you know, I, you know, I'm sure people thought that like, oh, he's got a little easier than yeah, yeah, of course, but, of course. But uh, anyway, yeah. So that's that's uh, once I started, I actually started painting quite a bit when I had the shop. Like around 2001, maybe. That was when you geared up mostly, right? Yeah, and then I probably started getting the paint as a result of that. I'm sure my mind was like, it yeah, yeah. Paint. But yeah, yeah. So I think like my like, I, I was I, I just uh, I saved an old uh, laptop. I had an old laptop with all my old graffiti photos on it, and I remember like six months ago I opened it up and looked at it, and everything was still there, and I'm like, cool, everything's fine. And then, like, three months later, I opened it back up, and the thing was fucking fried. <gasps> and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, so no. So I found, the, well, I, luckily, I found a spot in Bushwick that could, uh, they were able to get everything off of it. It cost me, like, 600 bucks. But It's worth it. Yeah, Who dude. Cares? I, was, I was like, I have to have this so shit. So it was 10 grand to be worth it to me. I know, dude. I was like, yeah. I, I probably would have paid, I don't know where my line would have been. At a grand, yeah. I might start yeah, to be yeah. like, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, just, I've been, like, digging through my old photos a little bit. So I, I want to say, like, 2005 was probably, like, when yeah. I was really... Yeah, yeah, after it, but which so actually so before before you opened the shop, which we're gonna dive into, mm-hmm. um, did you ever work in a skate shop or any type of retail environment before you opened your own shop? Uh, yeah. So on Long Beach Island, where uh, where my parents got that house that we would spend our summers, that that shop body language. Um, really quickly, I was ten or eleven and like really falling in love with early, just, even before you're working papers. <laughs> yeah, I was, yo, I was yo, 14 legal age. So I would I would go sit in the shop. They had a they had a TV. I mean, and it's funny like even just saying this cuz I've but it kind of reminds me of like what I built with my shop, but the guy Kenny Kuyango was his name and Kuyango, was, I like that name. Yeah, it was Kenny du- Kuyango. <laughs> but yeah, it was a uh, du- he was Dutch. I mean, American, Dutch. but it's a Dutch last name. Yeah. But uh anyway, he had a he had a TV in the back. And he would play surf videos all day long and I would just come in and watch him and he'd like yeah, just sick. put different tapes in for me and then uh I wanted like a more progressive surfboard than these 70s surfboards that my uncles had. So I, I had uh, actually tried trading him the board that eventually got stolen, which is this beautiful Mike Tabling surfboard. Oh, wow. And he was cool and he wouldn't take it. He's like, no, you hang on to that. He's like, I'll tell you what, you come in every morning, pull all the weeds. It had, you know, like, yeah, do shop shit. Break the stones, break down the boxes. You can work it off. And yeah. I did. And, and then that turned into a, you know, I worked there from like when I was 11 every summer to like when I was 18. And, 
He took, oh, wow. You know, a guy took me on my first surf trip to, I mean, it was Florida, but took me to the trade show in Florida and kind of like. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, he was putting out a, but he kind of had his own little like in-store clothing line, which kind of like definitely inspired me down the road. And I would love to see that one you mentioned about the body glove. Yeah. Was the middle finger. <laughs> yeah. I would kill to see that shit. Did I'm going to, when we leave, I'm going to Google that shit. Yeah, dude, see it, might, find it might be around. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's on Facebook, Kenny Kuyanga. He's like a harbor master now. Kenny like Kuyanga. Up in but. He'll post like some old shit that he had, like some old t-shirts. That's dope. And stuff, yeah. Like I'm not a surfer; I never was into it, but I appreciate it so much. Yeah, I yeah. love, I love the culture, and it takes a lot of fucking balls because you're dealing with nature, dude. I mean, yeah, this hurricane that just came through. I mean, Thursday, I was like, I work myself up though. Like, I get like so much anxiety. Like, so I was like, oh, yeah, it's big. Like, yeah, yeah. it's a little bit scary. So I don't know. I, I, so I, now I it's it. like, how easy is it for you to surf now? Because now the technology, you could like essentially look up like how the weather is going to be for the rest of the week. And it's pretty spot on. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, it's good and it's bad. Cause when I was growing up surfing, like it was all about the weather channel and you really had to like, I remember but now it's even more precise, right? Yeah. So like the good thing is like, I pretty much am guaranteed to know when there's waves, but like the bad yeah. thing is, so is everybody else, and it's just oh, so, so accessible a, to everybody. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it used to be like a little more of like a exclusive club, but it's, oh man, it sucks. But it's but it is cool. Like I'll, you, you definitely like recognize. I'll meet people and instantly know like, wow, you've been surfing your whole life, and I feel like people recognize that about me, yeah. and, and you kind of click with those people. And there's, well, dude, your skill obviously shows. You're hitting them fucking tubes like uh, a fucking thank maniac. You. Yeah, yeah. that shit's <laughs> sick. Dude. Yeah, who's dude. who's flicking you doing those? That was uh, so I got I I was surfing in in Long Beach, New York, uh, on Friday, and I I got a really good one. I saw the guy was there shooting. There was a guy like with the whole kit standing on the opposite jetty shooting photos, yeah. and. Uh, at the end of my wave, he thumbsed up me, and I was at the rocks. Oh, I'm sick, like, sick, and he's like, sick. ah, he's like, hey, my Instagram handle is blah blah blah. I should give him a shout. His in- Instagram handle is inside the break. Inside the break, I like that name. But I already fo- I was like, oh shit, I already follow you. And he's like, oh, I'll put it on oh, the story, blah better. blah blah. So like, I, then I shot him. You know, I, then I was like, oh, I need that photo. So like, yeah. when I got to the car, I like <laughs> messaged him right away. But, but he oh, that's it up. fucking yeah. dope. I sent him a couple bucks. I was like, dude, let me send. I was like, what's your Venmo? Let me send you a couple dollars. Oh, you ever like, make your own skateboard? Uh, sir, I, I've made one surfboard. I mean, surfboard yeah, I, I, I did make one. I don't know if you remember Mike Cavello, who was who's also a West Orange person. Nah, younger. He's he's Jules Sampson. He's great. Oh, I love Jay Stampy, so, man. I miss him, man. I want to find him. He's living up in Maine. So, so you talk to him? Uh, can you link me? I can get you in touch with him for sure. Oh so, my so, god, thank you. <laughs> so Mike is one of Jules's best friends, but Mike. Oh my god! Thank you. Mike is like blowing up in the surfing world. He's shaping surfboards. The, the board I'm riding in that picture, Mike made, which is pretty cool. A kid from West Orange made the surfboard. Oh, that's fucking ill. But uh, he's he's living in Ocean Grove now. He's glassing and shaping surfboards for a living, oh, wow. and he fucking rips. Oh, sick! It's funny. I'm gonna check him out. Yeah, uh, done with this. He tells a story because he used to come in Division East all the time, and he tells a story that I knew he was. This is like, dude, if the shop was still open, I don't know how many years this was, but he must have been like a. I don't think he drove yet. He was like a 15 year old <laughs> and he said he came in the shop and we were talking about surfing. I was like, dude, the waves are good. I'm actually about to go surfing. Do you want to come? And he's like, yeah, for oh, sure. Wow. He's like, um, let me run. My mom will drive me home real quick to get my shit and I'll come back. And I was like, all right. I'll and say. then, but then like me probably being like a stone 20 year old, I totally forgot. Oh, and I was probably shit. so anxious. To go, so I left. <laughs> so he always he tells that story. Him. He's like, dude, I came to the shop with my gear and you were gone. But but I fucked with my poor kid. Well, I teased him. I was like, "Dude, I did that to light a fire inside you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little nice excuse yeah. for him. But uh, dude, yeah, he's dude. He's, if you could link me with Jason, yeah, remind me. Yeah, absolutely. Bro, 
I've been looking for him for the past three years. He answers my text. We we used to play like you have chess. his number. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We used to play like chess online. I want to do a pod with him. So I mean, I know it's going to be impossible. The kid says like one word a day. So <laughs> I know, but I think that I can get it done. Fascinating, fascinating person though. Like one of those people that's Dude, I love good him. at everything. I mean, like you know, obviously he produced beats or but also like the kid was a fucking incredible skateboarder. He was just brilliant. He just he had a knack for 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 yeah. everything. Yeah, he played guitar really well. Just like one of those people. <sighs> Dude, I mean, like, we'll talk about this later because yeah. I really like. Dude, I've been trying for years. Yeah, yeah. So you opened the skate shop uh, in two thousand or two thousand one. I think it was two thousand, but. I gra- was it, uh, it might have been 2001. I graduated college was it in, in the 2000. Spring, you think? I don't remember, man. I don't remember. I'm really either. bad with timelines. Yeah, it was uh fuck. I dude, I honestly couldn't even tell you. <laughs> but I mean, I just I, I just might have been 2001 sounds about right. I mean, that place was dude, I rem- I remember walking home from high school and just walking by the store in Bloomfield Ave in Verona cuz I grew up in Verona, ladies and gentlemen, and that's where the first Division E Sports Sports uh, was opened, and uh, I remember walking by, and you had like the front covered with like, yeah, yeah and, like you would always, you were always nice, man. You would let all the kids like look and peek inside, and you were building this mini rip. I'm like, what is this? Because yeah. I didn't skate at the time, really. I had an old hot pink Nash. Remember Nash? Yeah, yeah. I was telling Miller last time. I, I had a Nash <laughs> with, with like checkerboard uh, grip tape, okay. <laughs> yellow wheels, and I remember I popped in one day, and I just saw you building this little mini ramp, and I just, what is about to come to my town? Because I lived up the street. From Verona Park, so I, I couldn't I couldn't believe like w- what I was seeing. The local anticipation was like pretty pretty heavy for it. Since yeah, there I was remember. nothing in the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing. Yeah, I remember, I remember you guys. Probably, not, maybe not. I remember like Eric I dressed Stod- a lot different back then. I was ghetto. Oh, I, was yeah, I, remember, ghetto. I remember Eric Stodinger coming by me. Ah, uh, he stids, bro. He's got two kids now. <laughs> is he man. really? Sick, yeah, man. he's Dude, doing all, well. All all you guys were such nice kids. It was uh, yeah, Stiddy's twi- twi- a great the guy. Twins. There was oh yeah, yeah, yeah. holy shit. There's them and Soderman. Uh, I'm gonna. I have a funny. What we're story talking about, about right Soderman. now is interesting to probably no one but you and I. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. I mean, the local anticipation was pretty heavy. I mean, there was nothing in the area. I mean, I think there was a shop in Willowbrook called Premier. Do you remember yeah, that place? Yeah, Premier was sick. Yeah, I mean, Leo from Kids worked at Premier. Did and, he really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Premier was cool, and there was like a lot of and actually a lot of aggressive inline there too. Right? Well, that was maybe like a little bit corn. Yeah, like but see, I like that knows? stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and shit. I like that there shit. Was, yeah, Razors, yeah, Premier, creams. Premier was cool. There was a good scene about Premier, and also I don't know if you don't remember Price Club that was across the street from Willowbrook Mall. Yeah, was a, like a. A very popular skateboard spot. So like, oh, was it? Yeah, they had. See, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So that that helped. It's it's cool. And actually, like, I don't know. This is again, cheap, uh, cheap skates. A spot in South Orange. There was a PNC Bank across the street from Cheap Skates that was like the skate spot. That's in like old New Deal videos and shit like that. Oh, sick. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what what made you like? At what point in your life did you like? Decide like I want to open my own skate shop. Was it was it like partially because there was nothing in the area really besides Premier? Yeah, so I, I graduated college in two thousand, and I had some friends in San Diego, California, and I, I went out to San Diego and was surfing and skateboarding and sleeping on couches. And uh, you know, my mom and dad, Patrick, my younger brother, was ten or just yeah, because I was twenty one, so he was like eleven, and he was just getting into skateboarding. And my mom and dad were like, "There's nothing around here." And maybe they were trying to get there me. Really to, wasn't. Maybe huh? they were trying to get me to come home. And they were like, "Hey, like, I, I want to say it was their idea." They were like, what? "Oh wow!" They were like, "Hey, we'll like help you get this small Shout business." Shout out loan. to your parents. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. For for better or for worse, they definitely like planted. So they the helped seed. you jump it off. Yeah, yeah. They helped me get a, a small business loan, and uh, 
Yeah, I got it moving, and I came home. So that's right. So I remember I came home right around Christmas time. I graduated 2000. So yeah, it would have had to have been 2001. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, there was a, there was another shop called Intense Energy that was in Nutley that was like a oh BMX. I know that I remember that now holy shit yeah so I remember my mom being like ah oh, we're taking your brother all the way over to Nutley like wouldn't it be great and I always thought like a, a skate shop in Montclair on Bloomfield Avenue would make yeah. so much sense so that's really what I wanted which but, happens later in this combo yeah. so like I couldn't find anything within you know what I what I thought I could afford and yeah. so I so I ended up getting the spot in uh, in Verona which was cool I remember it was at the uh, the the realtor. He was below me, so he rented yep. me the spot above him, which was street level. And he quickly was like over it because we had the half pipe, and it was just <laughs> it was fucking murdering. driving him nuts. Yeah. So uh, how how long did it take you from when you like from when you when you signed the contract to when you started building it out? How long was that process? Six months or more? I totally don't remember, but yeah, I want to say probably less than six Dude, months. Dude, I, I can I still remember vividly walking by after high school. Yeah. And just like, what is in there? And seeing it and like, just like being so, dude, you have no idea how excited me and like all the kids I grew up with were for that to open. Well, I kind of remember because you all would pop in and. Dude, because it was a new place yeah. that, you know, back in the day, kids always like picked stores to chill at, whether yeah. it was a Dunkin' Donuts or a pizzeria. Yeah. So like that was like a level above all that stuff we were used to. Yeah, so it no, was, like, yeah, very it special. became the hangout instantly. But then also, like, I remember getting frustrated with some of you guys because, like, of uh, course, I mean, you're kids. you guys would come in and be like, I, you know, I, I, I don't remember, but people be like, hey, like, my mom got me this office CCS. Can you put it together for me? Oh yeah, and yeah. Be like, but I, I, didn't, I didn't buy it from you, but can you right, put but, it together? But I, you know, I think I took that as like a educate a teaching moment. I'd be like, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Give, you could plant some you guys seeds while you're shit. putting it together. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, give me five bucks. It wasn't me because I didn't really skate yeah, much. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know what you're saying. And um, so opening a business, obviously, especially your own, mm-hmm. it's never, it's never an easy task. It's very stressful, especially when you have to rely, like, especially in the beginning, like on sales to like mm-hmm. turn a profit to feed yourself and all that. At what point in the store's life did you start to see it really start to like? gear up, take golf, and start becoming this incredible place that it actually became, whether it was a long time or not, but it, it really geared up. When did it really start to flourish for you? You realize, you know what? I got something here. I mean, it, How, it, since it, you opened it, like, in 2001. It became the Hangout, and then uh, maybe like when we made the first skate video, and I remember I had- uh, Daggers, correct? Daggers, yeah. Yeah, we made a skate video, and we like you know we worked really hard on it, and uh, I had the premiere at the Shillelagh Club, which is like the Irish-American- <laughs> Club in West Orange. I missed that one. I didn't come to Daggers. And it was packed, dude, and people were hyped, and it was cool. And uh, So since you brought the skate team up, uh-huh. I mean, um, since you brought up Daggers, at what point did you decide you wanted to start a skate team? Was that like something that you I, premeditated? Well, yeah, I, I like knew I was going to do that. Like, I'm doing that. Yeah, like yeah, The yeah, first yeah. thing, I'm doing that. But uh, yeah, that was cool. I think Jules might have been the first person I put on. And he was very young at the yeah, time, yeah. wasn't he? Was he was a kid, but I was like, oh, this child prodigy. Yeah, yeah. Super so. quiet. I loved his, like, just his demeanor was, like, great. And then there was a there was a skateboard spot in Milburn, New Jersey called Stale Cheese. That I, I had, had no idea about that. Have you ever heard of it? Nope. Oh, dude, it was like, so I have, been, I have been skating this spot since... Uh, you know, I was in high school, and it's been in some skate videos. Quim Cardona does a trick. It, I love it, Kim it, Cardona, in an old uh, real video and Organica. Yeah, yeah. Ron right? Kanigi did some shit there, and some. It was a rad spot, and I remember I was there skateboarding. Me and my brother went to skateboard one night, and uh, 
there's this other crew there, and it's Tombo Calabraro. The best. And uh, shout out to Tombo. His boy Jack. I'm blanking on Jack's last name. Yeah, yeah, the Chiali Doc. And uh, their boy Hyatt. I don't know if you remember Hyatt from Not- Daggers. You know what? I think I in might. edit, like, his face flashes really quick, and it's just, like, Divisionese mascot or something. He was this, like, funny Chinese kid. But anyway, I met, oh, I met Tom, and then uh, Tom started coming by the shop, and they had a video, a VHS tape called Incriminating Evidence that was, like... I never saw that. Dude, it's wild. I mean, it's, like, <laughs> it's, just, it's like suburban jackass. Like, it's, like, they were, dude, they were being wild. Yeah, but it was, that was Andrew McLaughlin and that whole crew. Sick. So that's how we kind of started building the team there. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, and then there was. Uh, so who was the original team? And for the for the daggers video, how many members were on the team, and who was there for the listeners that don't know that never watched daggers? I, I, let me let me. Is see daggers if I can on remember. YouTube? It is. Yeah. Okay, so you can go see that on YouTube. D- yeah. Division East daggers. I think it's on it, it is on YouTube. That was two thousand three. You did that video, no? I mean, it, so two thousand one, you, know you opened the shop. I believe two thousand and three daggers came out. Wow. I believe. If my calculations that are correct. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I but, think uh, so. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not pretty good with my stuff. I yeah, think we had, that's... We had Jules Sampson, uh, Darren Baskinger had a part. Fire. Joe Tugmanian had the Fire. last part. And, uh, Joey Tux did work on my house, by the way. Did he really? Sick, dude. It's fucking the best. Yeah. Who else? Uh, this dude, Matt Eula, who was from Philly. I remember Matt Eula. Yeah, yeah. He was Alex Duke's buddy. Alex Duke! Yeah, yeah. Holy so Alex Duke, shit. Alex Duke had two parts, which is cool. Wow. Um, yeah, Matt was Alex's buddy. Louis Vitali had a part. Oh, this shit. You're yeah. dropping these names yeah. that I haven't heard in Mike years. Mike Hunter, who's my boy, who I still surf with. I just I just spoke to Mike. He's doing good. He's up in Maine. Who else? Fuck. Andrew had a part. Andrew McLaughlin. I, I doubt he remembers me, but I know him vividly. No, he remembers. He you think so? Remembers. Yeah, I'm sure he remembers you. That guy was a wild man. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's mellowed out, but... He was a wild man. Dude, he's still building skate spots. He's got that spot, the whole bowl in Newark. Really? Well, because you remember Shorty's, he built yeah. that whole... I don't want to say him personally, but he... I missed that. That was that spot in Newark that, with the old graffiti. Yeah, he spearheaded that. They built basically like a, this no whole shit. concrete plaza that was like kind of similar to... A, not plaza, but like skate park, similar to like FDR. And then the city finally came in and bulldozed it, but they saw... I was there before they bulldozed it. They saw some value in what Andrew was doing. I don't know the ins and outs of this, but they gave Andrew a piece of property in Newark. So he has... I don't know what the legality is of it, but yeah, he has a piece of property that he built. You should Holy check it out. It's called the shit. Whole Bowl. Yeah, that's a, he's built another. See, I'm full, out of the skate world. I yeah, don't he's really got. Remember. He has a full concrete skate park that. Wow. That he and his, you know, his little crew. Has Before built. they bulldozed it, I went there with my boy Abbott and Jam. I don't know if you know those cats, Jamo mm-hmm. and Abbott, mm-hmm. KGK ass, KGK. I've seen it, but... Well, whatever. Those dudes, uh, like, they brought me there, and I was there before they bulldozed that whole place. Uh-huh. I actually think... When I was there, I saw Andrew there. Probably. Before. Well, they were living right around the corner. They they were living that's in like some wild. warehouse okay, space. So yeah, I yeah. definitely saw them there. Yeah, dude, I'm sure they were there. Yeah, they Damn, were. that's wild, man. Yes. Yeah, so, dude, I think... Oh, Joe Leckle had a part. Joe Leckle built Johnny Red's skate ramp in his backyard, I believe, with Skate Light, right? That was the ramp from the shop. Oh, yeah, but they but, didn't they but put Joe probably Skate helped him. Right? Yeah, Joe probably helped him. The weatherproof it. material because yes, yeah, it was outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Joe Leckle. I remember yeah, yeah, Joe Leckle. Yeah, Joe was sick, dude. Joe, Joe, Joe had like really good style and was like. I got to really take good. a piss break real quick. My, my bladder is yeah, like going to explode. So we're back, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I had to take a quick piss break. Um, this, So the second video that you dropped after Daggers was Final Countdown, which was the one I posted today. Uh-huh. That was my absolute favorite. I, I guess because. You know, I actually went to that premiere and like I saw and like it, it hit different. 
But I, I love that one. I specifically remember Joe Tigmanian's part because it was his whole part was done in switch. Yeah, yeah. And like my skateboard knowledge at the time wasn't that good. So I, I wasn't really knowing what I was looking at until yeah. like you broke it down for me and made me understand. Did I? Yes. It was <laughs> yeah. you personally. That's so You're like, funny. dude, that whole part was done in switch. I shared like, that with a coworker recently, this kid from LA who skates. And I was like, dude, I was like kind of talking about my shop and I was like, and he's like, yeah, that kid's all right. I was like, no dude, that like all that switch. back five Oh down that hubba in Atlanta at the end. Cause he's like, why would he make that as ender? Like people, I was like, no, that was switch. The whole part uh, almost, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Joe was. And to really Avril Lavigne. Yeah, Shout well, out to Joe Toki, man. <laughs> Yeah, Joe was an odd guy, man. He was obsessed with Avril Space Lavigne. Man. I used to yeah, call him yeah. Spaceman. He kept a picture of Paul Rodriguez in his wallet. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> yeah, he that dude, that dude is one of a kind for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, he was a trip. I but, know uh, you're one of a kind, but that dude's yeah. also yeah, really. Nah, I miss Joe, man. I hope Joe's good. I, I haven't talked to him forever, but he's good. He's doing he's doing all that work for his dad, yeah. and like he runs his dad's spot, and like dude, his dad is the coolest dude. Yeah, ever. yeah, very cool. They came and did work for uh, here. Dude, you remember the truck? They had the the, t- the Tasmanian Devil truck. It was like a full-size yes. Ford Bronco with the... Dude. That shit was crazy. The parties the he would throw at his house yeah. were like the craziest pool parties like of all time. I like guess, ever. I would say like that video was probably like the pinnacle. Dude, it was fire. Division. That was like when, when, when it peaked, but... Uh, That's also on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah. That well, was cool. I have the DVD. But, there but. was a guy named Kevin Marks who... Uh, there was a... No one will care or know about this, but there was a skateboard hardware company called uh, Killing Machine. So Kevin Marks owned Killing Machine, and then he also was a video distributor. So I remember when Daggers was done, I was like so proud of Daggers, and I sent it to Kevin Marks, and he was like, "You want my honest opinion?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah." He's like, "Look, it's like a cool, like homey friend video, and I'm sure everybody who's in it's psyched." He's like, "But like, I can't distribute this thing." Really? And that kind of like lit a fire. Well, I didn't under know me. that. Because it, it, it kind of like looking back, it is like there's so much like sh- it was it, your first one, yeah, though. yeah. But that kind of I, I think so. Tom and I spoke, and like uh, that was like just like a really cool time because like Tombo got like I know he was super motivated to make a great video, and like Brian Foley and those guys were just on missions. It was sick. Well, that like, was in their beginning stages. Yeah, yeah, they were all trying to come up, and like Brian, Darren, and Joe took. Those guys were just on like constant filming missions. Yeah. With Tom and Tom was like leaking footage. To Tom me, was great and, though. Uh, yeah, it was really that was really fun. There was uh, a big difference between Daggers and Final Countdown. Well, for sure. yeah, well, Final Countdown is actually like a properly like well groomed, well put together. Like Tombo did a fucking awesome job, and it's like yeah, yeah. it's a real proper skateboard. And I remember sending it to Kevin Marks, and he was like, he wanted that one. He, he distributed it, yeah. So like I, I've had people be at like FTC in San Francisco, not now, but like years ago, we're like, oh, we saw your video here. Big Brother magazine reviewed it, although they didn't say a single thing about it, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but. They had a picture of the video and like said some random shit. So, uh, yeah, that's fire. I have the DVD. I mean, it, yeah, most of cool. us do. And that's like what uh, that, that kind of got Joe Took hooked up with Fiveborough, who he eventually turned pro with. And that got Tombo his job as the Fiveborough filmer, team manager. Yeah, so just, I remember. Yeah, it just kind of like took off from there, which is really you got, cool. You got to start from somewhere. And like, you know, that, like you said, that put that fire under their butt. And, yeah, it was your cool. butt as well. Yeah, yeah. I was always like really hyped for Brian Foley. I like watched his part the other day, ran Butthead. Yeah, and I hope he's doing good. I haven't spoken to Brian. He used to oh. call Al Suez. Yeah. He used to say, I love Brian Foley. Yeah, other than like a little like back and forth on Instagram, but but uh shout out to Brian yeah, Foley. Yeah, he was cool. Butthead. Cause like Joe and Darren were already best friends, and then I kind of like brought in my mind, kind of like brought Brian in, and you know, they were I think it probably brought the best out of Brian, like 
He was great. Yeah, he had such I a rad him. part. Yeah, so. he was one of my favorite people. I think that I met at Division East was Brian yeah, Fuller, yeah, he but was it, great. And then, AK Butthead. And then Kevin Hayden was already like, kinda, oh, Kevin Hayden. So Kevin was like already on the map. Holy shit! Because Kevin had Nolly Heel flipped into the courthouse, which is the famous spot in New York, in, in yeah. an EST video. He had had some shit out there in videos. He was dope, dude. I mean, Kevin is so sick because. Uh, so right. who was added after? So Daggers came out. You already mentioned who was on that. So who was on Final Countdown that was a newcomer? I think. Well, gr- there was like a shared. Oh, so Spice wasn't Spice oh, on Bill there? Spice, yes, who I fucking love, one of my best yeah, friends. He's solid, and like, dude. dude was South Jersey, no? Yeah, beach. He's a beach kid. So, he was so, fire. So Joe Tickmanian had a house in like Seaside, and uh, he like found he discovered Bill and was like, "You got to put this guy on the team." Oh wow! Yeah, and Bill is like one of my best friends, and uh, Bill like when the shop closed is one of the guys that got me into the industry I'm in now. Yeah, and like it's strange because Bill's like probably ten years younger than me, but I swear to God, like Bill's I I consider Bill like a mentor, like. There's been times where I'm going to make a career change. He's an old soul. And I'll run it by Bill. And just, yeah, he's just a good person and like yeah, incredible sure. skateboarder, style like he style for miles. And he, and now he's super into surfing. Before he, he lives out west now, but he was living in Brooklyn when I was living in Brooklyn. And uh, we were surfing together all the time. And he was getting so good so quickly at that. And he's like a great carpenter. And, you know, he's just... That video was like 2005, right? It came a little after. Probably. We had the premiere at Drop-In Skate Park. That's right. But, uh, it was at Drop-In. Yeah. Holy shit. But back to Kevin. So Kevin like could have easily had a career in pro skating, which is like kind of like what's so sick about Kevin because like I feel like he like kind of could care less. And he would it was always, like a hippie. He reminded yeah, me of a hippie. He, he would have a pe- he would have mismatched wheels and a piece of shit yeah, skateboard yeah, yeah. And, and could really like do whatever. But he was like he did have that attitude, but he was very, very particular about what footage he put out there. That's why, if you remember, his part is so short. Yeah, but it's fine. But it's just all bangers, and that was like Sweet. curated by Kevin, which is funny because like he, he had this like I don't give a shit about this that, or yeah, the other. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, he, he was a cool dude. I remember liking yeah, him a lot. Very cool dude. He, Speaking of mismatched wheels, do you remember uh, Santa Cruz color balls? Vaguely, <laughs> each each wheel was a different color. Okay, I used to love them. Shits. Did I sell them or does that pre? No, I don't no. think you did. Okay. But I, I I just remember remember um Venture Feather Lights. Yeah, <laughs> remember those shits? Yeah, yeah. So I, I always had a dream of having those with the color balls. With the color balls. I never got them. That would have been a sick <laughs> never, setup. Well, I never had. I had a fucking bum it's not ass. Too late, dude. You're you're good at finding shit on eBay. I got and some all Supreme that. decks ready for a fucking. <laughs> all I need is some uh, bearings, and I'm go. I'm all Gucci. Right. Sick. I'm fucking Gucci. <laughs> but your last video, I'm jumping a little bit ahead. Mm-hmm. Since we're talking on the timelines of skate videos, your last video was Tomorrow. And that came out in 2010, right? Yeah, there, we did a video. We did like a short promo before that. So Davey Marrero, who is also like super talented, who's like on, he's like on some high level, like he has like high level clearance in the military now. It's really funny. I, I've lost touch with him too, but he had... Uh, you know so many interesting people. He had to get. He was getting like vetted for like this high level military clearance, and he put me down as one of the names. What? Yeah, and like I've had like my issues where I'm like a little spooked, but like some like military dude was like, "Yeah, I need." He came to my apartment in New York to interview me, and was like, "Is there any reason?" I, I can't remember the exact word, but but is there? You know, is there? Does David have anything that? He could be blackmailed for, and does he have what any allegiances fuck? to foreign governments? Really? <laughs> like, yeah, it was, that's fucking. It weird. was pretty wild. But I'm like, yeah, as far as I know, he's he's legit. But anyway, like super talented kid, and dude, dude, remember he used to break his arm all the time. <laughs> 
fragile. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I don't know if he didn't have enough milk growing yeah. up or what. But yeah, there's there's a really great photo of him in the skilled. hospital road filming with it with his arm in a sling. Oh, wow. Yeah, he broke his arm. But anyway, he did a promo for us that was like a little ten minute teaser video that we put out too. I think it was I think it was a double. It was like a double cardboard sleeve, and it had a Divisionese mixtape from the DE Records on one side uh-huh. and the promo. But it was really sick. I actually have a few tricks in that. That's like, oh, out of really? all the videos, that's the one I have the most shit in. Yeah, and oh, then, I got to see that one. I got to check that yeah. out. Yeah, and then uh, that was like a precursor to tomorrow, which uh, which was cool. That was like bittersweet because like I was in the smaller shop by then. I, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, that was like, later on, which yeah, we'll talk about. Yeah, but. I kind of knew things were winding down, but like. I was, you know, I was really proud of what we put out, and like Chris Rosborski has the last part, and he had dedicated his part to his sister who had just passed. Oh damn! Which was really cool, and it was like a killer part. And yeah, anyway, it was damn sorry. Yeah, sorry Rosbo. for his sister. Rosbo's man. the man. So damn another Clifton guy. Oh yeah, Clifton yeah. like Andy Bautista, baby. Dude, what is it about Clifton? It's so crazy. Like German, Germany, Evis, uh, you know, Andy shout Bautista, out, Bobby Pulio, Chris Rosborski. There's so many fucking good skaters. Yeah, Clifton's got some gemstones, yeah, man. It's crazy. So. so one one thing that I wanted to share with everybody, um, and this is very important to me because I ended up becoming like a big sneakerhead. Your shop was one of the first shops on the East Coast to carry Nike SB. Period. Yeah. Period. Your shop opened up that whole world to all of us before anybody else. You were, you know, basically the original orange and, and orange and brown box era. Mm-hmm. You mostly started carrying the, the silver box era, but you had some original. Yeah. You know, the I, I got stuff. the second drop. I didn't have like the very first run, but I had the ones with the sharks and the load ins. Like yeah, that. which was the silver box. Right? No, was, that was. Oh no, that was orange. Yeah, yeah, right, right, That was the first shit we got, and then like some, and then some of like the the perf Genos from. Uh, the yeah, man, the, the Gino Iannucci's, dude. Yeah. So like, you know, there wasn't many. You were one of the stores in the East Coast. How did that relationship with you and Nike SB get started? Because we all know that to get a relationship with Nike isn't easy, let alone in its infancy stages. You, how did that fucking, you knew somebody. No, I kind of thought you were going to ask that. And uh, I knew like the Nike program had started and it was cool how they were doing it. They had like Richard Mulder and Reese Ford. They had like these cool little. The denim lows were my favorite ever, dude. Yeah, I didn't get those. But uh, But you got right after that. there There was a company, there was a skate shop in Minnesota called Phobia. Okay. And there was a, out of that skate shop, they had a clothing brand called Supernatural. And, and uh, their sales rep was this kid, Matt Ford. What's up, Matt Ford? Shout out, man. I, I want to drop what he writes, too. But I, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Matt was mad cool. And like back then, like the sales reps would call the shop. And, and, and me and this guy hit it off, and he was cool, and we had a lot in common. He ended up moving to Brooklyn, and uh, I think he just actually moved out of the city. But he, he's been okay. like a New York staple forever. But anyway, he somehow was like, oh, yeah, like... I, we're we're starting at Phobia. We're starting to carry the the Nike skate program, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty sick." I was like, "I'd love to get a pair of those." And he's like, "Oh, like let me put you in touch with the guy who's running the skate program." And he gave me the guy's email, and I emailed the guy. I just wanted a pair of sneakers, and he sent me. Remember the grip tape ones? Yeah. So he that was the that first was pair the of Pro SBs. B pre SB. Okay, well he sent me those, and I skated them. Wow. They were like a gum sole, yeah. And then then from there they Nike were like Pro B, yeah. They were like, hey, so like you want an account, right? And I'm like. It was kind of like an after. I'm like, yeah, cool, yeah, let's do it. And uh, do you know how insane that is, dude? 
Do you really? Can, can you let that resonate with you? <laughs> I mean, I like you probably know more than me. Like, dude, that that is, dude. The Nike Dunk Low Pro B is pre SB essentially. Yeah, that's the start of it. Yeah, all. so they, you got in the beginning. Yeah, so then, uh, yeah, they opened my account up and like pretty quickly, like all of a sudden, my phone is like blowing the fuck up. And, and that then, was still small potatoes back then. Still. Yeah. I remember this kid, Demaney, who ended up starting. I remember Demaney. So Demaney, who started Flight Club. I remember like it was like the day That's after wild, I got son. all my. Uh, all, Shout out Chris Vidal. Yeah. The day after I got all the SBs, Demaney came out and he had, dude, he had this Asian kid who painted shoes. What the fuck was his name? Methamphibian. Yes. <laughs> so those two came out. <laughs> oh, wow. Shop. The Ray, Roswell Ray Guns, yo. Yeah, those guys. I have a pair of his splatters in my house. They came out to the shop, like, all casual. And we're like, oh, we heard you got the SVs, blah, blah, blah. And, like, after a little bit back and forth, he's like, yeah, we'll just take them all. And I was like, wow. I was like, what? Methamphibian, bro. He was an ill. He was one of the original customizers back in the day. Yeah, they paid cash and fucking bought me out. And I was like, That's all right. crazy. <laughs> Dude, do you remember when Nike Dunk, not SB? Not bought me out. I don't want to put it out there because I like, I made sure I kept like a pair and like, I, I definitely sold You did what you had to do. But yeah, but, but I, I was tripping. I was like, <laughs> it, was, it was sick. And then. Do, do you remember the, the Nike Dunk Low splatter? There was a, a woman's pair. Well, dude, that and was a male bro, pair. Shit, see, I could really. If, you remember if, those? Yeah, because I had them because Demaney fucking figured out. He was like, "Yo, you haven't." I became friendly with him. Yeah, we would kick it. And like, Shout out Demaney. Yeah, dude, I haven't spoken to him for years either, but he was a very cool guy. And then he was like, "Yo, you have a Nike account?" I was like, "Yeah, but it's just an SB account." He's like, "Dude, he's like, you have a Nike account? You have an account number?" You have like, excuse. Yeah, he, he started feeding me skews, and I would uh, I would call yeah, the warehouse. Your rep, your rep, yep. Yeah, my Packers, dude. Shit. He, yeah, he kept putting me on, and they were just shipping me the shit. But then, so the dude who was the so that's how you had that shit. Yeah, dude, we were we were getting all that shit. And I dude, have dude, a pair of of methamphibian splatters in my house. Wow. though. yeah, I, I wore them. Sick. So yeah, yeah. the man he was feeding me skews, and then like I remember the Nike rep who. Uh, was from Jersey, so once once it got rolling, and I kind of had a weird relationship with this dude, like where he kind of bumped heads, and he kind of I remember he like popped into the shop, and was like, "Well, why do you have these skews?" He was kind of bummed on it, and I was well, like, "I don't know, dude." Yeah, I was like, "I don't know." I have I fucking called the eight hundred number, and they said, to him, I don't know. but uh, I back know. then it was real. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, if you knew, you, you know, a lot of guys had reps on salary. I'm not going to go into who. Yeah, interesting. But they had dudes on yearly salary yeah. to run skews for them every day. Yeah, okay. Sometimes stuff would pop up. Yeah, dude, order I know. We can't, dude, I, I was getting- I got stories. Nike Wildwoods. I remember I was selling Wildwoods. I was selling weird shit. That dude, was, you had the best Wildwoods, the ones that were like kind of like that gray with that orange. Sick. I still have those, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The only thing about the Wildwoods was- uh, I'd kill to see those. Send was, me a picture later. Yeah, I'll think of it. Was it the fucking paint would crack on the- um, but, Yeah, what are you going to do? A lot uh, of Nikes do that and shit. And then the yellow ones, too, dude. There's I one can't pair- believe you, I, Honestly, I got to say, I can't believe you had me nerding out over sneakers right now. because like, Dude, this is like this dude. I remember walking in there. You had a pair of Air Force One, the Coco Snakes. Do you remember when you had those? I remember I had some. My wife was working at a Vibe magazine at the time, and I used. Oh, and you I, got the vibes. I, I used to like raid their sample closet, and I you had, had the yeah, vibes. I had some vibes. Yeah. Shout out to PG Nose. He's got those. Really? Yeah, my man. You know PG Nose on Instagram? I don't, I don't That's think my so. guy, Paul. Yeah. We did a podcast together. That's okay. my guy. Damn, but I remember. I remember seeing that there was. That's funny that you mentioned that because. You also had other sneakers there, and I remember walking in there and seeing not just SBs, but seeing, like I said, like I saw the Coco Snakes, you had the Wildwoods and all that. 
And yeah, and then I was like doing the consignment thing a little bit too. Like I forget, I had people. You were like, trading too. Yeah, like people. I had beeps on the wall and shit like that. Yeah. And if I would have known what I know now, dude, I would have milked. If I would have just like begged my mom to buy everything in stash, oh, well, who knows? Yeah, I mean, we were shooting we the were shit kids. about that when I got here. I'm like, yeah, like, dude. I'd, I'd had, <laughs> there's one. I'd, I'd have a lot of bills paid off had I like hung on to some shit that I didn't hang on to. There's but. one shoe that when I think of you, David Dowd. Uh, there's a shoe that I always associate with you, and it's the Stussy Blazer. Specifically, yeah, those are sick. Dude, I used the, to wear those. the navy blue with the pink check. Those are sick, dude. There was a black dude. I don't know his name, but he traded you for them. Yeah. And me and Johnny Red, shout out to Johnny Wenzel. We used to always talk about how he used to say Stussies. Dude, Who was kid, the guy? I that can't remember, that but that shit. kid was fucking cool. I you don't talk I, about. Yes, right? I wish I could remember his name because he was fucking funny, dude. Dude, I, I, that's the one shoe. Whenever yeah. I see it, I think yeah. of you. And dude, honestly, I don't wear blazers, but that shoe was unbelievably yeah. incredible. Yeah, I wish I kept them. Those are cool too. But. The other Stussies were the gray with the with the neon green check, but it was nothing like that pink one. No, yeah, those were sick. Those were and the Futuras. Yeah, the Futuras were fucking fire. The Stussy ones are cooler though. So moving on from that. Style Wars, the documentary slash movie, mm-hmm. was probably one of my favorite movies slash documentaries of all time. I mean, I used to go to sleep literally at yeah. night watching that fucking movie every night. It's a very important film and graffiti history. In the movie, they show the, the quote unquote writer's bench, which was a common thing in the graffiti world. To those that are listening that don't know what I'm speaking of, I'll break it down for you. The writer's bench is essentially an area, some cases actually a bench, but it's where graffiti artists congregate to not only watch their pieces pull in to the subway station, but also to gather and write in each other's black books, which is essentially like a passport uh, for graffiti writers, showcasing like all of their you know other writers they met along their journey. It's kind of like think of like a like a yearbook, if you will. You know, writers also sketched like you know, their future pieces that they were thinking of doing, busting different styles and all that stuff. So now your shop basically ended up becoming Northern New Jersey's writer bench housed in like our retail environment. It was, it was, it was truly, truly unique. How did all of that start happening? Because like one minute it was like just this hardcore pure skate shop and then it just quickly morphed into like this graffiti haven. Yeah, that's pretty cool, dude. I never even thought about it like that, but there definitely was like it was the North Jersey Riders bench. I just because I was deli- uh, sorry, I was addicted to graffiti at the time, and I kind of was for better or for worse was kind of using the shop to kind of support my graffiti habit because I was selling paint. All your influences, like I said earlier. Yeah, and I was always you know like I said like we, we talked about I was always into graffiti, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that kind of was like... It morphed quick. Yeah, it did, because, yeah, I mean... And it became, like, the spot where graffiti artists gathered to, essentially, a writer's bench. I could compare yeah, it yeah, to that's that I never, I've never heard it called that, but that's really cool That's to hear, what it was. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> yeah, For real. There was black books getting I have five black and... books in my house, and, like, three of them were because... Yeah, well, I used to keep one on the counter, too, like, kind of yeah. like the, the sign-in book, yeah. I can't tell you the amount of people I met through your shop, dude, and I'm forever thankful to you. 
I have rhyme, Doctor Sex, all these guys on my yeah. book because of you. Yeah, dude, it I have, I have shit that will blow your mind that I've kept, and then like I still kick myself about stuff that I didn't keep. Like, I would love to see it. Yeah, I mean, I have you know, I got the I got the original shop sign that that rhyme had painted. And, oh uh, my god, I remember. I have, that. All, I have all the decks. I got the you know the decks. I I've still need. Do you have painted. any doubles, triples? Well, I'm talking about the hand painted decks. Yes, I know. Yeah, I know you'll never give those yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, and I, I have like Dude, one, that place one of every was, that T-shirt, place, and uh, that place was so. I'm telling you, like my intro doesn't even like shed light on. But dude, so Ryan did those T-shirts for the shop. I, I, he did a few shirts for the shop. Shout out Jersey Joe, baby. yeah, and uh, you know he would after I printed the shirts, I, I paid him for the design, and he would just give me the drawings, and like I just had them like on the bulletin board by the counter, like shit like that. I didn't hang on to, Listen, which, man. which would be so cool to have. But I, but I've also like kept so much shit that I'm like, yeah, you know. But to those listening, like. I can't paint the picture for you. You really, you truly, I know that's a saying, like you wasn't there, but you really wasn't there. Like you had to be there to experience that, seeing these people in there, even even some artists in their infancy stages that who are now, like I was talking about the store earlier, shout out to my man yeah, Dave, yeah. but that dude now is crushing, doing the most innovative stuff. Well, we were saying that. I mean, I have so much respect for Distort. He's fucking I still incredible. Have his- and like I was saying to you, like I was painting a lot at the time and, and I would get, they were like, when can we come out and paint a highway? And I was like, kind of like, beat it, kid. And now yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, what, dude? Or like, dude. Or not appreciating, you know, like I said, he gave me a deck that uh, for the shop that was like a very old style. In his and, infancy stage. Yeah, yeah. Kinda. Dude, I got a funny story. I um, So I'm friends with, with, with Dave, with Distort. <clears throat> Tell me what's um, up. Yeah, oh, for sure. I'll text him later. And like, I, I showed him a picture of like a piece he did in my black, but he was only 16 years old, bro. Yeah. And then Komar, which is his man's, I showed him his. Dude, piece. you remember how he would draw? He like hold yeah. holds his pen so weird. I was very different out on that, yeah. dude. His, but then I go to his art shows now, and I'm just like, I can't. When I, I go there, I can't believe like how it all came full circle and how I remember him when he just started. Yeah. And it's just it blows my mind, and I would have never met this guy if it wasn't for you, dude. Yeah, and he was he literally. Was, uh, well, I owe you cool, so <laughs> fucking much. I'm gonna cry. It's like crazy how important you are to like a, a large portion of my childhood. Oh, thank you, man. Nah, for real. Like I, you know, like I said, I'm, a, I'm an emotional Pisces, <laughs> and I keep it a buck fifty. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's wild, dude. It's it's crazy. Yeah, but, um, dude. It's it's like the shit we're talking about is stuff that I, like I normally don't think about the sneaker stuff. Or, that's what like, I'm here so, for. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. Like going down this road. That's what I'm here for, man. Yeah. One remember memory that like I'll never forget for the rest of my life I was talking about Star Wars before mm-hmm. but because of you I met Cap yeah Cap and Stay High came down to your shop and you gave me the heads up I wanted a canvas really bad from uh-huh. Cap because of Style Wars I was so obsessed with that documentary yeah. and <laughs> I'll never forget at the time I wrote the name Chaos I don't even consider myself a writer. It's just a, a, a figment of my imagination at this point. But I wrote Chaos, and I remember having a conversation with Cap, and you linked me up with him, and he was in the back room writing uh, on this canvas for me. Yeah. Partially spray paint. It was. I still have it upstairs. I can bring you upstairs yeah. now and show you. And a silver marker and all that. Yeah. And he was asking me what I wrote. And you know, I was a toy. I was a fake. So I said whatever. I said I write chaos, and I just rem- I'll never forget what he said to me. I don't know if you remember this story. I don't know this one, but I. He was like, "Oh, I like that." He goes, "You should write sabotage for burners." 
And anybody who knows Cap, dude. that dude is a special human being. I laughed inside for 20 minutes. Sabotage for burners. Dude, he- <laughs> then he set your garbage can on fire shortly after. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. I you don't remember that? <laughs> he was smoking a joint, oh, I do getting high, remember that. and he threw it in your garbage can, and it set on fire, and you put it out. So, <laughs> so just to take it back a little bit, when I when I was uh, when I was in college, I was living at there was a skate shop in New Brunswick called Earthcore, and uh, the guy who owned it was this guy Craig Bailey, and I rented a room in the house he owned, and. Uh, Echo Unlimited, it was huge in, in New Brunswick. Huge. And it was almost fucking free. Like, if you skated, there was this free Echo product, because I think that's really? how they Dude, yeah, like, it was just given out to, like, skate, and, like, the, yeah. I guess that was their business model, like, all this promo shit. So, Mike, I don't know if you know who Mike Malbon is, but he started no. he started Frank's Chop Shop. And oh, then, he started that? My then, boy used to cut there. And then his brother, Stephen Malbon, started Frank 151, the magazine. Oh, the magazine. And now, now they do, uh, he does Malbon Golf, which is that kind of blowing up. That makes sense. So, out of no, so, they had this connection through Echo. I, I'm kind of, like, not telling it right, but Mike Malbon ended up moving into the house I was living in. Which and, we'll get into. Well, no, this was the house I lived in, in in New Brunswick. Oh, so it wasn't. Okay, it's not the yeah, house I'm yeah, thinking we, of. Yeah, we, we'll get into that, though. But uh, anyway, so like fast forward, shops open, and I'm like, I used to go hang out at the Frank 151 office to go see Mike Malbon, who I knew from college, and yeah, he always yeah. had Cap shit there. And I was like, oh, dude, I was like, it'd be sick dude, to have. a legend, man. Yeah, I was like, it'd be cool to have Cap do like a throw up in my shop. And he was like, I'll put you in touch with Cap. And so sure enough, he links me up with Cap, and uh, I picked Cap up at the Harrison train station. And brought him back to the shop. And that was when I met you there. Yeah, he, he did a throw up in the shop. I remember Zephyr got mad at that. Years later, Zephyr was at the shop. And he's like, I got to ask you, like, why would you like I understand, person? but like, yeah. dude, Cap's a legend, man. But uh, he's a legend. Anyway, it was cool. I capped this thing. And then, I, then like, I went. He was with Stay High. Though. He was with Stay High. And like, I ended up like. R.I.P. Wayne Roberts. Yeah, I ended up doing like Coke and going to the Go Go bar. I brought him to Spanky's Go Go in West Orange. You brought him to Spanky's? Yeah, we had a fun ass night. But then after that, I couldn't shake Cap for like three weekends in a row. He would he would just show up. He would take like come from the Bronx and zigzag. Yeah, he and get, shot, man. Dude, I remember he showed up at the shop with a handle of Bacardi on a Sunday and was like, "Hey, like I just want to hang out and watch football." And I was like, "Dude, like it dude, got shot." It got to the point where I stopped taking his calls and he Graffiti <laughs> cats are shot. Yeah, man. yeah. He was getting he was kind of butthurt about it, but that day I met him when you linked me up, I, I paid two hundred dollars for that canvas, I'll never forget. Yeah. Two, I begged my mother for that money. And she yeah. didn't understand why, but like yeah. she got like she knew when I yeah. wanted something, she knew there was for a purpose. He was still have that, it. That, How many years ago? Yeah, dude. Twenty years that ago. That was probably a come up for him too. Dude, 200 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Now he does them all the time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, RIP, stay high. Stay high was there that day. I got a little canvas from him. It was a real small one like mm-hmm. this. It was like of a cassette tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember driving him back and forth to the Krauser liquor store up the street yeah. so he can get alcohol. And then they set your shit on fire. But there's one thing that I remember that I don't know if you remember that I still have. Uh-huh. Do you remember when you, you let stay high 149? leave you a pair of his sneakers that he painted himself and you gave him a pair of shoes so we could wear out the place. Maybe. You had them on display in the Montclair store. Dude, I it was I a pair of that. Jordan 1s. You have these. I have them. Wow. No, dude, I don't remember. <laughs> you gave them to me okay. when you closed the, 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 the Montclair store, I believe. Uh-huh. Because that's where you had them on display. It was either the Verona or the Montclair store. Okay. But you gave them to me. 
They're in my toy room no way. on display in my glass case. And I showed his son because his son runs the skateboard. He was blown away when he really? saw them. That's cool. I, I, I was tagged have... by him and they smell like him. <laughs> That's so funny. I will never get rid of those. I always felt a little bad. He and I had like a little falling out. Because I, I think like. Because those cats are funny style, man. Well, he stole some shit from me. And I, and I should have just let it go because he was old and had issues but and you were irritated yeah That's i got understandable. mad but i, I kind of regret having not let it go and uh i still have those shoes because he was a cool me. funny dude and it's just like yeah but whatever i still dude i still have those shoes That's you gave so me. funny dude they're here and they'll die with me have, my son will have them i have a skateboard deck that he painted for the wall and then i have what's even cooler like an old like 1980s like piece of shit skateboard that he probably like pulled out of the trash that he really painted, that he gave to me yeah Dude, he's a legend. Man. Yeah, no. He was Come saying, on, he's one of the first people to ever start graffiti practically yeah. in New York. And I have that book, that book autograph. Uh, I got he he signed that for me, which uh, wow. <laughs> I got Cope's autograph in there too. By the way, thank you for giving me those shoes, dude. I, was, I can't even. I, can't I even still have these things. I could before you leave. I yeah, can bring yeah, them out for him. you. I mean, it's unbelievable. There's one memory from Division East in Verona when it was on. First of all, the bench is legendary. You gave that to a dude that owns a brewery, no? Yeah, Steve Bauer. Ghost talk. Yeah, yeah. I know. I tracked him down. You know what's funny is that bench. So, like, my father was an attorney, but then my father ended up running racetracks, and my father was running. I want to say he was running Freehold Raceway in Freehold, New Jersey, and those were the benches from Freehold. That's where that came from. And when I opened the shop, he's like, "Dude, he's like, why don't you take these? These would be perfect." Yeah. So those are from the racetrack, and, and they got then, stickered uh, up, graffitied yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, and I remember when I, I you know, I kind of wish I hung on to that, but I'm glad. Like Steve's cool. I'm glad he has it. And yeah, and I, I knew I knew a girl that told me he's the one that possesses mm-hmm. that uh, that bench. She sent me a quick picture, mm-hmm. but there's one memory that on that. There's two actually. Uh-huh. The first one is I'll never forget this day. I believe it was Matt Soderman, the younger brother, the middle brother. He was skating on your ramp one day. Matt Soderman, redhead, freckles. Yes. Yes. So you had the ramp. You, first, you walked in your store. There was a store front. Mm-hmm. Then there was the ramp on the left-hand side. Then there was a little area on the right that went to the back. And then you had a door that went to your office. Mm-hmm. I remember you stepped out of your office. You were talking to somebody. Is this when you- I get hit in the nuts? Yes. <laughs> so you remember, obviously, too. Oh, my God. I man. remember, I believe it was Soderman. Yeah. Dude, I can't. That's funny. I didn't even know you were there. Yeah. So I was standing there and Matt Soderman goes up, the ramp goes up, but then he ends up going towards you and falls off the skateboard. The skateboard goes off the edge of the ramp. Yeah. And I remember focusing on the deck. The deck flies and I'm just following it. It was almost like it was slow yeah, motion. Mock, like I was in a Jackie Chan movie. to my nuts, dude. Yeah. And it just went right to your bulge. <laughs> For some reason, you were bulging heavy that day. Like you had elephantitis. I mean, I always am. <laughs> Thick mushroom. <laughs> and it just went right for your peg. And you locked yourself in your office. Yeah, I was. <laughs> you locked yourself right in your office. I felt so bad, dude, because I just saw it hit your your fucking balls. Like, oh yeah. my god, that's, oh, that's funny. You remember dude, that? Yeah, I'll never dude, forget been, that. I could have been hurt, like, dude. That shocked me bad. Yeah, I was really worried about dude, I, it. I think about how bad Matt must have felt, <laughs> dude. I know, but he was a kid. But he you know what? Fucking... This this makes me feel like I am a nice guy because I didn't yell, I didn't get mad. You I was, did. I was like. <laughs> I was like, I need to go lay you know, on the floor. He didn't mean it. No, of course not. Yeah, you, I never forget. You ran in the back room and locked yourself in there. You had to air it out because, dude, that shit was. Dude, rough. I remember. I laid on my back and just fucking. Dude, re- the fucking nose hit you yeah. in the peg so hard. <laughs> I don't know so- who you were talking to, but I'll never forget that day. I was like, oh my god. There's another another story. Do you remember what you used to call me one day? 
No. Okay, so now he's a he's kind of a well known artist named Wizard Skull, aka uh, yeah. Alex Duke. One day I was at Stiddy's house, Eric Stoddinger, who you brought up earlier, and uh-huh. his mom was cooking a bunch of fish. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I end up I was there, and then that was the premiere, I believe, of Final Countdown. Uh-huh. You I think you had a soft preview yeah, there at the shop. The shop yeah. So I go to the shop, but his mom was cooking a bunch of fucking fish. Shout out to his mom. I saw her recently with her grandkids. Uh-huh. And I reeked of fish and he called me fish man. And it didn't leave me for like 10 months. I was so fucking aggravated because it wasn't my fucking fault. Dude, uh, yeah, I it wasn't like even fish. your mom. Yeah, that's funny. I was fucking pissed. I'm like, bro, it was at Aaron Stiddy's house. Wow. And I smell like, do you remember that? You don't know. No, I, do, I don't remember the fish man. <laughs> I, I will never forget the fish man because it fucking irritated me how Alex Duke, aka Wizard Skull, <laughs> Would always call me Fish Man, and you fucking joined in. Did I? Holy shit. That's so funny. What do you do? You get a yeah. bus balls. You have yeah, to. Yeah. So an, an important part of DE history is probably one of the most important parts ever is your fucking dog, Dolomite, dude. Yes. Dude, R.I.P. Dolomite well, It's funny dog. because I got Dolomite from Mike Malbon. Dolomite lived at the house I was just talking about in college. So there answers my question. I was going to ask you, yeah. where did you yeah. get Dolomite? I, I stayed in touch with Mike, like I said, and that's that's where the cap connection came. And I remember Mike couldn't keep the dog anymore. And I was like, dude, I'll take I was like, that dog's so this fucking shit. cool. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah, was yeah. the dog already named Dolomite before yeah, yeah. you touched Mike it? Yeah, named him. Yeah, yeah. I didn't name it Dolomite. Obviously but. inspired by the of movies. Of course, yeah. Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah, yeah. My yeah, favorite. Oh, that's Mike crazy. Yeah, my, yeah, dude. Like that. Those dudes knew. They're from Virginia Beach, the Malbons. But uh, yeah, they were like hip hop. Oh man. Like, yeah, they were cut from the same cloth. My favorite thing about Dolomite was the water bottle. Yeah, the plastic bottle. He loved the plastic. You could you could hold him above his head. And Mike never got him fixed, so he was a fucking psychopath. That's why he was so crazy. Didn't you remember? I had the rope hanging from the ceiling. He'd jump up and wouldn't let go of the rope, and you could shake it around. But he was his so gums cute. Would be bleeding. He was so cute yeah. at the same time. You'd hold the water bottle up when he jumped for it. You'd lift it up a little higher. He'd do a backflip. Yeah, dude, he was he was full alpha. Go after bigger dogs. Yeah. he was a psycho. And I hate dogs, yeah. but I loved yeah, yeah, Dolomite. Yeah. yeah. And Dolomite became a, a Division East shop shaple. Yeah, yeah. You even ended up making a skateboard of yeah, Dolomite. Yeah, we did a shirt, rest in <sighs> plastic. Wives did the graphic. Rest in peace, yeah, man. Yeah. Rest in peace, Dolomite. I, I loved My mom Dolomite. fell in love with Dolomite, too. I remember, do you remember we had the bowl in uh, Orange, New Jersey? We had that warehouse. You might, I we had probably lost touch at that point, but, yeah. but Andrew and I had rented a warehouse in Orange. We built it out. There was a full wooden bowl in there. You could skate. And, that uh, wasn't that skate shop that ended up being. No. What was that called? Garden. Garden skate. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, you had an involvement in the beginning. I did. Yeah. It didn't go well. But okay. But he's dead now. So, so that was. Oh I guess wow. I, <laughs> I guess that wasn't it though. No. That that was, no. We had like a private thing. We rented a warehouse in Orange and we built out a full bowl in there. It's not that important to the story, but it just the, this is the day Dolomite passed because my mom uh. ended up feeling in love, falling in love with them. And he was the, my mom, and my mom called was me my brother. Was that still the Verona days? No, this is this Later. is like late, like probably okay. even like smaller shop days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah, love Dolomite. Yeah, R.I.P. Dolomite. My mom was like, he's not moving. Like, can you oh, come man. over? And my brother and I dug a hole and put Dolomite in him. We started throwing dirt on it. I remember mom being like, wait, wait, are you sure he's dead? <laughs> We're like, mom, he's dead. Damn, man. Yeah, but uh, Dolomite was a very special, important character to Division East Heritage. But he's buried in West Orange, so. Is he? Yeah, by behind my mom and dad's house. Yeah, we buried him. Can I go visit one day? I mean, my mom and dad don't own the house anymore, but two Beverly Road, if you want to go show Wait, your respects. Wait, they're not there. No, they're in South Orange now. They're in a, they're in a condo in South Orange. Yeah. 
No shit. Yeah, yeah. Which, speaking of downtowns, and I, if I can plug South Orange, it's like. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah, I'm so happy for my mom and dad. I'm there once like, a day on the train. Well, dude, they, they live, uh, they can walk out their door and there's like Dunkin' Donuts, Italian restaurant, Irish bar, sushi place. Like, you can't do that one oh, star. Sick. So, yeah, it's, it's a good setup for them. So, you and I were talking recently and I was trying to get to your parents' house so I could pick your attic. That's at the new house? I have all that shit. No, it's because they're just right. No, it's all it's all in Brooklyn. I have all my shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. P- honestly, pull up because I and then like maybe I should. I'm trying to do a Division East event and like Miller and I were working on it together and it's just like real I'll help. real life, dude. Honestly, you would I have be a good the person notes to in my talk to. I'll help you. So I actually have a venue and shit. I have all, dude. I have like I said, I have every graffiti deck. I have. Let every, me give you I have bread. Every Division East deck we made. I have every shirt I made. Let I have one of every bread. hat. And then I wanted to do like a capsule, like two, I need it. Two classic tees, two We're new do tees, this. and then I, Don't you know. Worry. And then I was even thinking like all the, like the cla- like all the graffiti decks and all the old shit. I might throw like some fuck you prices on it. We're doing it. Don't worry. Dude, we'll I'm, talk about it, it later. It's funny. You're the right guy to talk about it. But yeah, uh, G- GDP it. and I have been working on it, and I kind of like have he didn't put mention it on- that to me. We got Cause, it because it was going, and I locked in a venue, and then I kind of like. We'll take care of it. But don't yeah, worry. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's my that's my idea. Put out a couple classics. Like I got to put out the hoodie that GDP wore in the Succumb video. Yeah. Like that's a no brainer. Which shouts me out in it. Yes, <laughs> dude, I'm in the video with Dolomite. That video is the best, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. So sometimes when you turn, when you have a passion for something and a love for something, and you try to pursue it and make it your your um, your career, if you will, yeah. right? When you turn it into a business, it can slightly change the way that you once felt about it, right? Yeah. Starting out in the beginning, did owning the business kill your love for skateboarding or did it hit later on? I I still love skateboarding and I still, at 46, I'm still like, oh, like that looks like it'd be fun to skate or like my brother will drag me out to come skate at the Vans Park and I'll do something that feels good. Yeah. I still watch skate videos and follow like skate accounts on Instagram, but like, did so it ever many, like kind of like, oh, well, jade dude, like you? Well, people are always like, "Dude, why don't you reopen the shop or like this or that?" And I'm just like, "It's different now." No fucking way! Like, and even to my brother who works in skating, like I've had that conversation with my brother. I'm like, "Are you happy working in skating?" And he is, which is cool because I'm kind of like, "I." But he's in a different element, though. Yeah, and like me personally, I, I just don't think I would want to work with. Sk- it's the overhead man, Bro, you know, the age like, of the internet. Yeah. Like, and I love skateboarding and I love like the history and the shit to what, but like, do I necessarily like, like being around skateboarders or like, or surfers or graffiti, right? Like I love surfing, but like, you get I, find, to a point. I find surfers to be some of the most annoying people. You get to a point where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, eh, yeah. especially at your age, yeah. you know, my age, you get to a point yeah, where yeah. you're just kind of like, you get a little jaded in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. So w- what year did you make the move to, so since you opened in 2001, which we, came to that conclusion, what year did you move to the Montclair location, which in my opinion was the best? Not because... Oh, it was, dude. That was... Just it, the way it looked, it was like yeah. you elevated. It was prime time division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. That was when I made it. That was like at, that was right after Final Countdown. The, the, yeah. Like I said, we were above our landlord. He wanted us out. He was relieved. I remember he was like, hey, I saw... Because I, I had already secured the spot and I put a coming soon thing in Montclair and he saw it. He saw it, and I meant to speak to him to get out of my lease, and he was like, "No problem." Like, is he hanging? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, "You're out of your lease, no problem." But yeah, I mean, that place was fucking beautiful, and uh, 
What? When did that happen? I, I want to say like within a year. 2004? Where, where did we land on Final Countdown? Because it was like a year. I would say. Five was Final Countdown, no? Because I want to say the shop peaked at Final Countdown, but then I can't even really say that because then we got that fucking beautiful space in uh It's in tough Montclair. for me because I'm bad with timelines, yeah, but yeah, I remember it, Final Countdown was 2005, I thought. Could be. 2003 was yeah, Daggers, yeah, yeah. no? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> I could be wrong. But uh, yeah, so then we moved. Uh, yeah, the dates, you can't hold me to dates, but yeah, we moved to that Same. The Same. space in Montclair, which was, uh, which was just What awesome. made you, like, like when did that come up and what made you decide you I wanted just, to make I the just leap? always wanted to be in Montclair. I thought that's where the shop needed to be. And it did. Yeah, and then, and, and like, yeah. Like, actually thinking about it and, like, articulating it now, I'm, like, actually pretty proud. Like, I was able to bring it there and then, like, Make it look as nice as we made it look. It was yeah. unbelievable. It was like a, yeah, that place was like pretty perfect. And it was curated. big. It was like double the size. Yeah, at least double the size, and uh, we had it like that natural brick. Yeah, natural brick. We had that maroon paint. I got the floors refinished. I remember. Yeah, bro. that <laughs> shop was ill. Which is like kind of crazy thinking back. I'm like, I think I yeah, I got the floors fucking stripped and like restained and finished it by this like flooring go- company. It really yeah, felt yeah, like yeah, you were in yeah. New York. Yeah, but I did. Like, I'm like even wondering if I had the money. (laughs) But it came. But whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Place looked sick, and was that? Did you design that layout, or did you hire like an interior decorator? No, that was all off the dome and probably freestyled. Like, dude, it was yeah, kind of like dude. I I promise you, not much thought went into anything there other than I wanted hardwood floors. Like, I think the maroon was probably on a whim and just kind of like... But it was so Yeah, it did. I mean, good. I did. I just, just remembered it. Yeah, then uh, we had uh, David Cho painted Dolomite on the back wall. Is that his name? Yeah, holy <laughs> shit. Dude, Wait, which, he was there. Which is a, which is another regret, dude. That thing was on the sheetrock. You don't I, have it anymore. No, dude. Oh, I, by, no. The, by the time I closed that shop, I had no money. Like, it, Dude, there's no way that was David Cho. No, it was. That was through Upper Playground. They had David Cho, Saber, and Retina come out to the shop to paint Bro. that wall. So David Bro. Cho painted Dolomite's portrait, and Retina did the layers behind I it. I forgot. I was so young. And then Saber did, like, the halo behind it. So yeah. That's right. Yeah, so, so that shit was on the sheetrock on the back wall, which, To like, those listening, you have no idea yeah, I mean, how insane what he just said. You know, you, you talk about regrets. I said I had the Paris dunks in my hand. Had I had I hung on to the Paris dunks and cut that sheetrock off the wall, I'd probably be looking at half a million dollars. It's not even the fact that you had Paris dunks; is that you went to Paris? Oh yeah, on a dude, just dumb luck, dude. Walked in <laughs> to the dunk event in Paris. No, dude, the- I, I didn't even get them at the dunk event. The dunk event just happened to be happening. I went in this skate shop called Star Cow, and we're just bullshit with the guy. I was like, oh, I own a shop in Jersey, and he was like, oh, you want to buy a pair of these? Oh, cool. that's how you got yeah, them. Yeah, bought them two hundred. I think he charged me two hundred bucks i came back to the u.s sold them for i sold them to this guy who's probably a big shot in the sneaker world croatian style oh it's huge so he bought them for me he paid oh, pg's gonna like here and this so one. so he paid me fifteen hundred dollars for him and i thought i was a fucking genius i'm like cool i'm like i just paid for my whole yeah, trip but back to Paris. then dude you know how huge croatian style is right now i have no idea but dude Jeez, i turned huge. i turned two hundred dollars into fifteen hundred dollars i was like i'm a genius i just covered my whole trip but you didn't have just one you had the all white one yeah, and then yeah you had yeah. the regular one yeah, yeah, the one with the art. The one with the art was the one that I got, but that one was just on Porn Stars for like a hundred plus grand, and then like my phone started blowing up, and I'm like, 
Well, who knew? I know, but still, I'm like, yeah, I fucking saw it. I remember like, when you had I'm it. Like, Why are you, I'm like, why are you, are you texting me to tell me that I fucked up? I'm like, I Dude, get it. I remember specifically yeah. and vividly when you had those. And then what that David Cho thing would have been worth, I don't know. But Dude, David Cho is the best. Yeah, dude, he's sick. Dude, I, did, I didn't realize that was a yeah, show. Yeah. I was so young back then. Yeah. I didn't know who he was back yeah, then. Yeah, because I, I, I sold Upper Playground shit, and then they, they were doing a tour. And yeah, they came through the show. This is why I'm telling you, like, like this is why my intro to me it needed to be longer yeah, yeah. because you don't really realize how important you were to the culture, to us, to everything. Yeah, like that stuff was in such its infancy stages, and like you were the originator for all yeah. of it, man. Like I wouldn't know the people that I know. I wouldn't have been exposed to what I've been exposed to. I wouldn't have met who I have met if it wasn't for you, dude. And I, I know I haven't seen you in over ten years, and I gotta just say I love you, man. You know nah, I have you, to. Dude. I love you too. And dude, honestly, like it doesn't feel like I haven't seen you in ten years, though. Like I know, but you know, still, I, yeah, I just yeah. got it. It's yeah, no, nah, you know. I appreciate it. I mean, after you got that Montclair store, everything seemed to change after you moved there. Mm-hmm. That was like it really, truly was a level up mm-hmm. in every sense of the words. You know what I mean? It was a yeah. level up. Um, one thing in particular was the music ventures that you started to get into. Wasn't that when Division East Records started? Yeah, because uh, and I was actually because I kind of figured you would ask this too. I don't remember exactly how it started, but like that was with you and Shape Ian, wasn't it? Yeah, but even prior to that, like I was like friendly with Tame. I had met I had like met Tame. Shout out Tame. Yeah, rest in peace. I I, I think I want to say Chase Whitaker connected me with Tame because I remember I was at the shout when, out DJ Chase Kills. Yeah, I remember I was at the when Rappers Attack record release. Party. Oh, I remember that record. Dude, I remember I got the CD and it's fucking sick. I remember oh, I was like, sick. dude, it's so fucking good. But anyways, I, so I remember like I was like kind of connected with Tame and I I, I reached I wanted Tame to do a T-shirt design for the shop. Excuse me. And it was great. So yeah, yeah, it was sick. So I, I connected with him and his mom, Darlene, kind of put the deal together. I paid him, whatever, I paid him for a design and he was like, hey, we should do a mixtape. I would love to like host a mixtape. Why doesn't Division East that put out a mixtape? That was The Grudge, wasn't it? No, this is before The Grudge. We did a mixtape. It had it had a black chick with an afro, like some oh, yeah, sexy black girl. Yeah. But Tame was like, I'll do one exclusive song for it. So he did that song, Division East Mic Check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he hosted the mixtape. And we had like The Wrist and GDP. And like oh, that's when like man. I already knew, I, like I said, I, well, we didn't, I didn't say this yet, but I've known GDP since he's like five years old. Since he's he's like, a kid. Yeah, he's like one of my brother's oldest it, yeah. friends. So. I knew he was rapping and I, I liked what he was doing and and, uh, and then he had his whole little network. He connected me with Shape and this and that and then like Matt was, GDP was going to school at Rutgers and there was a good hip hop scene there with like The Wrist and Absolutely. other people there. So like we put together this, we put together this mixtape. I think it was like 20 tracks. Tame hosted it. Tame had the one exclusive song we put on it, and then we did a we did a release party for the mixtapes at Dingbats in Clifton. Yes, I was there, I think. And Tame performed, and then Shape and I started building from that, and started like kind of we we started putting on these shows at Dingbats. We brought like Juggernauts there, we brought Pace on there. Breeze Bruin is one of my favorite MCs. Dude, of and all like time, Tame, bro. dude, I love Tame because Tame was on every show, and like Tame would get like butt hurt sometimes. I remember that Juggernaut show. Tame was like. I'm not performing. Like I don't want to perform on the show. But Tame is, was such like a fucking hip hop fiend that like he still came out to the show. And then once the show was going, he got, he got Tame was like, "Let me rock." And yeah. dude, I was like, it, it was it, this story always makes me laugh because I had offered Tame money to perform. 
he was like, nah, fuck it, I don't want to perform. And then he got so sparked by Juggernaut's performance, he went up and did a free set. I'm like, wow. dude. But dude, Breeze Bruins is incredible. Yeah. Juggernauts uh, were like next level. Yeah, dude, that show was sick. The the Tame Pace One show was sick because uh, I, 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 lo- I love Pace One and there was like, there was like a lot of egos for that show. Like Tame and Pace were like arguing over who was going to headline and then finally like Tame wavered and was like, all right, like, because those dudes don't get along or didn't get along and Tame was like alright fuck it like Pace can headline but Tame went up no hype man I remember Tame had Ray-Ban sunglasses on and Tame fucking killed it wow and then Pace came on and Pace killed it too but Pace had like a he was like mobbed up on stage had an entourage yeah and, and, and then I remember sitting at the bar with Tame afterwards and Tame was like you see that bullshit like he had to have a yeah, whole crew yeah, up there yeah. and I was like you're right, you're right. but yeah. they both killed it I don't want to and, and Pace is sick Pace that's did, incredible man yeah so that that kind of started it and then uh, from there like we put out like G Wallace's record and GDP's record and is record the right word I don't know we were putting yeah, out yeah, CDs for but, sure uh, you know GDP's thing and, uh, and when I was talking with Miller he kind of made it seem like you and Ian, a.k.a. Shape, kind of started it together. We did, yeah. I mean, yeah, it definitely started with that mixtape. Then we then we did a follow-up mixtape that Mr. Len hosted, because Mr. Len was yes. like an SV head, and he used to come, Mr. Len from Company Flow, awesome dude. I have a story about him. And, uh, yeah, so then, but then Ian, once it really started going, like, Ian and I were putting on those shows together, and, like, kind of navigating the whole thing together, and, uh, you know. Mr. Super, Len's super, a legend, bro. He is and fucking and then but I but I don't want to take away from Ian who's the fucking man. Shape. Yeah, oh shit! Shape Shout out to Shape. He's a farmer now. And his Instagram is so fucking funny. Yo, speaking of Len, I actually have a hoodie upstairs that was owned by Mr. Len. Do you remember when? Oh, it's been a while. Forgive me. I believe it was Adidas. I don't know, but there was a limited edition of Von Baudet Cheech Wizard hoodie. It came out. Yeah. I don't know if that was Adidas or not. I don't remember. But I have Mr. Lens, his really? actual one. Dude, it was Adidas. Yeah, yeah. So I have his hoodie upstairs. That's crazy. In my archives, along yeah. with a Sound Bomb and Volume Three LRG wow. jacket. Meeting Len was archives. sick too. Like, and, and, I, and I got to meet. You know, I talk about like bucket list shit, dude. Like being able to like help put out some tame music because, like, dude. Tame as much as I love go. Ian and those guys, but yeah, like to be able to like be involved in well, like tame bringing Tim out to perform and like, dude, I still listen to like the Grudge and that the eight minute yeah. freestyle and like, and we recorded all that shit at Tame's apartment. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry, at, at Shape's apartment in uh, in Jersey City. And it's yeah, just, that's wild, dude. Wrong side of the tracks is probably one of the most important hip hop tracks in hip hop history. To me, it's like, come on, I, I'm like, I, I don't want to like. But to me, it's like one of the realest videos, too. It's so dude. fucking sick, dude. And 280, and it was dude, just like... Dude, did you know that, that Elder Sensei came out with toy trains of the one that was on the vinyl single, right? Yeah, I know... I have two of them. I know Ellen Tame's mom are beefing right now, too, which is a bummer, because uh. cause at the... Yeah, like, at, they're, like, in some legal shit, but... Or maybe it's resolved now, I don't know. Not even my business, I shouldn't even care. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. at Tame's service... L spoke and like fucking killed it. Like, well, that's what I was dance, bro. Dude, was but you know what? But dude, but they, but for years they, they weren't speaking. Yeah, and just like he just he like brought it through the whole history. And then L's brother spoke, and they were just like, it was really cool. They they told like yeah. the whole history of artifacts. And was, but I have two dope. of those trains. Did you really? I, I remember b- before he like really rolled them out. Yeah, he posted them, and I messaged. I was like, you know, I need those. I have like a toy room. Like, I that might toys. be why they're arguing. And he, I don't know, but he, he, I bought two of them. Yeah, I have sick. them in my, and I have two copies of the twelve inch. 
No way. With that that same art on it, yeah. That's an important record, man. I dude, can't... same shit, dude. I had I had all Tame's drawings for the Division East design, but I do have I have two skateboard decks that Tame painted for me. Which is... Johnny Red has them too, and I'm very jelly. He's got some decks. Yes, he does. does. He? Dude, see, I, sh- I should holler at Johnny Red. He and I. I'd love to get you two together. Yeah, in the same uh, room, dude. I. I... Might have to edit this part out, but like I always felt like I kind of put that kid on to like every interest he had. You did, you did. And then, it's okay. And then he kind of like he was a kid. Didn't man. want to. I know. Well, that's he was a kid. That's why me. Yeah, and I was in my twenties. So, but like now looking back, like yeah, like I know he loves. You, I was I probably petty. Like he was probably petty. And it's okay. Blah blah blah. And you know what's funny? Like I I go back to that. Uh, Surf shop I worked at growing up, I kind of had like a falling out with that owner who kind of mentored Same me. Same thing with you. Yeah, so I've kind of thought about that. So yeah, dude, you know. I know Johnny loves you no matter what. Well, that's that's good. Dude. That's my man. I'll know him forever. Did yeah, I did I know? And I, I yeah, I, I definitely got a little petty. Trust me, I know he loves you. Yeah, that, I know that's it. what's up. That's cool. We definitely. I'd love to be the reason you guys link up one day. We mm-hmm. have some drinks here. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah. If we could make it happen, I'm down. I'd do it. The one thing about your Montclair shop was you started having to have shows there, and that was great. Dude. Not only shows, but you started the graffiti thing started really oh, gearing like up. Art shows, yeah. Well, we had a, yeah we had a PFE Mayhem show. That was crazy. which is pretty crazy, crazy. yeah, because that's like the two kind of opposite ends of the spectrum of New Jersey graffiti. So yeah, bro. I remember like you started having the music shows there, but then like after the graffiti thing, gearing up like at Verona, mm-hmm. like Montclair is where it really dug its roots in. Dude, that's it's... where it like set it off. What Dude. was the whole scene like for you at the Montclair location and like? You started doing like art shows and all that, but like it really took off there. Really took off. Yeah, I mean, dude, it, was it, it like went fun, fun times, Shoo. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, I felt like a rock star, dude. And yeah, that was wild. That was the writers' bench, but that was the writers' bench. And, and the Nike shit was popping off, and then that was when Nike started like. You get your dunks, which you know are going to sell out, and then you get like all your like EQs and URLs and all that bullshit. You're pushing product, but I, but then I had that whole like fucking like Asian network who were like paying you like ten percent markup, buying bulk, and me being a twenty something year old dummy, I was like, cool, they're paying me cash, I'm making ten percent on this. I got net sixty turns at Nike. Net sixty, that's right. I'm going to go to Brazil for two weeks. Like I was yeah. like taking surf trips and like. So I, I kind of fucked up. Mike Packer knows all about that. Yeah, because then, then I'm like, ah, oh, like, I, now I don't have the money for the bill or, you know, whatever, which is <laughs> kind of some <laughs> shit that probably started leading to the downfall. But yeah, it but was. But dude, I mean, uh, like, uh, an incredibly fun time in my life was traveling, was getting invited to cool parties. And yeah. it, it was. It happened so fast. Yeah, like Van, that, that Vans 10 was flying my was brother just... and I across the country for wow. some fucking event, and you know, feeling... you were a rock star. Yeah, it was sick, dude. Yeah, it was fun, dude. Because yeah. you got in it at the infancy stage, so you were able to catch that whirlwind, that snowball effect. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. just it just it just happened so quick. It was really nice to witness, even though like it ended up crazy, but it, it was yeah. cool to witness like the well, snowball. Well, I remember effect. shaping them, being tripping out, being like. They'd be like kicking it at the shop on some like music shit, just hanging out, and then like some Japanese reseller. Like, and we had our regulars. I remember this woman, Joan. Oh, Joan was the. I, yeah, know, about, Joan. I know her oh, very bro, well. Joan, Joan, Joan from used Packers. To, Joan used to give me a bottle of fucking Johnny Walker Blue and a carton of Dunhill cigarettes <laughs> every year for Christmas. It's like 
Oh, thank you for selling her Nikes. I know her well because I went to. Pa- I, yeah, I worked yeah, for yeah. you for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I went to Packers after Johnny Red did. Yeah. And I know Joan very well. So Joan would pull up. We would like load up her car with fucking Nikes. And I remember Shape being like, what in the fuck is going on? She was the best. She was great. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Looked like 12 years old. Yeah, she was a trip. Yeah, there, there was a few of them. <laughs> Joan was the best, man. Did you ever have a... I remember there was a guy that used to hang out at your shop. He wasn't a reseller like that, but his name was Tang. Remember Tang? What was it? Tan. Sorry, Tan. Remember Tan? Fuck. Vaguely. You don't remember him? Dude, I kind of Dude, do. I went to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania with him to get Heineken dunks years ago. <laughs> I met him at your shop, though. I wouldn't have known him. Dude, I do kind of remember Tam, but I, I can't even picture it. There's That's <laughs> so know, funny. Yeah, dude. No, no. I remember everything, man. I, dude, me. I have a really good memory, too, but Tan is escaping me. <laughs> he used to hang out at your shop a lot. Yeah. I remember when you had uh, the Bonsai's. Remember the Bonsai's? Which ones they were, were those? Oh, they, that they was, was like the, the... The 420 hemp dunks, but yeah, they were the yeah. green pair that was only 420 right. made. Mm-hmm. You had them there, and Tam was there. My boy Jerome was there trying to enter a raffle for those. That was a while ago, man. I bought oh the uh, baby blue ones off you. All right. I had those. I had the Hulks off you. I remember, man. But anyway, the artwork from your personal connection, personal collection hanging up in the shop in Montclair was the most... Memorable portion of that shop because you had all these skate decks yeah, yeah. with all these legends. And, and that's what that's what I'm happy about because I still have all of those. So like sometimes I'm like, damn, it sucks that like. Can I please see those one day, bro? Please come over anytime you want, dude. They're, I have them. They're dude, all. It would. I would cry watching them. I mean, I, it, I would just be stoked to have a reason to look through them. Like they're all. Dude. I got them all shrink right. You don't understand what it would well, mean dude, to, me a, to go through a, that again. Like back to this event, I want to do. That would be a good reason for you to come go through that shit with me, because like, dude, I, if you if you need my contribution, I would gladly do it. Yeah, dude, I'm, dude, like you don't know what that would mean. I to just me. need a kick in the ass to do it, which is like kind of what GDP and I have been talking. I can give about. you one easy. <laughs> Ask GDP. I I'm an annoying I know. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're dead. He, he's he's been very helpful. He like found the venue and shit like he's that. He's just too busy. Yeah, and I'm busy so too. Are you. And it's just like it, it seems like such a great idea, and then like you know, obviously you, you got a son. It's like. Yeah, you know I got I got two kids. But scheduling, like, like yeah, if yeah. we can schedule something and give solid dates, I tell my wife, look, don't plan shit for October twenty first, yeah, and we're yeah. good, dude. And I and I think there's a couple bucks to be made if we put. A, I just want to hang out. Shirt. Well, that's that's what I've said too. Like j- just to like hang all that shit up and have everybody be like, Dave, you're super cool, and you did yeah. a cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> little little ego boost. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm that that like but dude. I'm, I'm, well. I'm ready. I mean, the artwork from your personal collection that was hanging up there was like. Dude, that shop, that, this is why that shop hit different because it was an art gallery as well. It was a skate shop. It was, it, there was nothing like it in Jersey. Hands down, there was zero shops like I mean, is there now? I can't imagine that has zero. No sense, dude. There never like, was. Dude, I, you know, like I have love for like NJ skate shop, but it's like. Uh, it's not like yours. It's different, man. No, I know. Underground, I, shout out to my boy Niz. Yeah, bro. I, I did, I, well, do you know about my beef with Underground? No. Nah. Which is, uh, we should actually talk about that. But I, it's not even real beef. It's like it was like me being funny. But but okay. but like and like I have love for NJ, but like Jimmy Pack, who's like my boy, who's like NJ affiliate, has told me he's like y'all like because he worked at NJ during those times. He's like, dude, they were always like kind of jealous of like, oh yeah, how real you were or whatever. And no like, I'm, shit. Like, I'm like, dude, that like shit like that makes me feel good. Like that we kind of yeah, I didn't know that. But then underground, so like I have no beef with underground at all. But like this is kind of when the shot when Division East was kind of like 
on the decline and like underground was on the on the come up. And yeah, Niz is cool. I know Niz that's is, my boy. Niz is a good bro. Dude. Shout out Niz. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, Mark who owns Underground is is from England. Yes. So nice like, guy. Yeah, great guy, dude. Super I, I actually have no problem. I got with some Mark. SBs from there. But Joe Squirt, I was talking about. We did a shirt design, and it, and it was an American Eagle tearing apart a British flag. We did a Division E oh, shirt. Wow. And it was like Division E skate shop. I remember that. 100% one. American owned. That's what that was from. Oh, bro. Wow. Yeah, You're a like, dick. <laughs> but, You're a dick. But I remember he got so butthurt. And in my head, I'm like, dude, this is fucking funny. Like, I almost would have preferred he diss me back. Like, yeah, that is kind of shirt about stuff. me. No, it's it funny, is. Though. It is. But, like, dude, I don't know. I didn't know that was the origin. Yeah. And then we did it. Then we did another one. Joe Squirt did a skateboard deck, and it was like an a, a eagle in a nest. You're fucking petty, dude. <laughs> But not even like I wasn't even mad at him. I'm just I love like, you, Niz. Yeah. Don't worry, dude. I love Niz too. Niz, Niz is my like, guy, yeah. bro. I'm Niz gonna hit him up later. I love Niz. Yeah, Niz reps QM8. It's, it's wild, right? Oh, does he? Yeah, because like, well, because Niz was kind of like in the mix when I had that. The when I was involved in the shop. Shout up in out, Pine my Road. boy Snow Carmine, baby. I know. I, I should holler at Snow because that's I, my guy. Dude, I, I love snow, and I had I got a couple snow decks too. But I had brought snow up into the mix at that skate park up in Pinebrook, and yeah, I remember. Yeah, and they that was a sick hit. park for a small time. It was. Yeah, I don't. Even the see. art in there was insane. Dude. Yeah. Well, well, who do you think was responsible you. for that? Yeah, and then but then the credit was you know whatever. <laughs> uh, it's, it's neither here nor there. Yeah, right? I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but yeah, I got you. But fuck Todd Schwartz. <laughs> So at, at the time, like after the move and you went Maybe to Montclair, out, <laughs> after, you know, the move and all that stuff started to happen, you made one of the biggest purchases probably in your life, the Midland House. Yeah. That's a legendary crib, bro. I know, which is like, it's, it's another like bittersweet thing because, uh. I was so my wife and I weren't married yet, but we bought that house together, and I kind of like I was like so in the mindset of um this rock star, <laughs> like, and then like there was always like skate, there's like legendary skate houses and surf houses, and I kind of like embodied that. I embodied that. We built and a it. Con- we it bu- became that. Though. It became that for better or for worse, and uh, you know, it, it, it's. It was a multi-family, right? It was a three-family. Yeah, yeah, and it's something to this day. Like you know, my wife. It, was it your idea in the beginning though to have like friends of yours live there? No, I think originally we wanted to like handle it pretty professionally and maturely, and then like. But it just like. And then it just devolved into this skate rap. Graffiti psycho party house, which was dude, like, yeah, I mean, dude, legendary <laughs> to those listening. Like, my wife, the mere mention of that house will, like, no, I know, I know, she's shout like, out Rajni, yeah, I know, God bless but, her. She's, <laughs> but listen, I'm sorry, Rajni, yeah, yeah, no, but dude. that place, bro, we had rap shows in the basement, dude, that and- was like. You you tr- like I said it before when we were talking about we something had the concrete that you had quarter to be pipe there. in the backyard, dude. You had to be there to really. Yeah. It, I wish is a lot of it on film. Probably somewhere I would dude, kill sure to make a video dead. of that yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing I've never. I wasn't even there for all of it, but for the little amount that I was there for, I walked away from that place like. I know I just witnessed something that never happened. And like, and, and like all's well that ends well. Like like I like I've thought about like dude, had I been able to hang on to that place, what it would be worth now? Like 
you know, three three family house in Montclair, New Jersey. But you know, I, I own two. I own a house and an apartment in Brooklyn now, and yeah, every, er, everything's good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not mad at it, but uh, but I mean, the most legendary parties of all time took place. It got a at the Midland House, yeah. dude. I mean, wasn't Shapes video Ruthless film there? I believe so. Yeah, dude. In the beginning of that video, he punches into the ceiling. And those are like halogen bulb. Yeah, there fucking was there commercial was, lights. There was raccoons living in a house by the end. And I mean, uh, if we really want to get into it, when it really went to shit, and I, you and I have talked about this, you know, I was trying to keep yeah. the shop afloat and I was, yeah, it was a wild selling time. a lot of weed. And uh, yeah, like when, when it all kind of came to a head, like the, the doors got kicked in at 4 a.m. With, oh, <laughs> with guns out. And that was so kinda, who lived there? So it was a three family. You lived there, right? Yeah, I lived there. First floor? I was on the third floor. I so mean, who lived in the second? I mean, interested. Well, it, it, it probably revolved. It changed, but like Vinmo, like Jersey Skate Legend lived Rizzo. there. Rizzo, didn't Rizzo live there? No, Ri- I think Rizzo. Ever Rizzo? Rizzo might have How lived there. How is Rizzo? I I don't fuck Rizzo. I, <laughs> I hope not well. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, but you know, whatever. Well, I don't know. I barely know that guy from yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. But uh, Rizzo, yeah, Rizzo did live so there. So Shape lived there, though. Danny Fowler, pro skater. Danny Fowler, shout Joe, out Danny, Joe bro. Took, Joe Took lived there. Joey Tooks. Shape lived there. Shape, for sure. Yeah, and he filmed yeah. the video Ruthless yeah, there. Yeah, Sean Coates lived there. German. Did you know specifically about him punching that fucking halogen bulb and breaking it? Or do you don't remember? I don't really remember. Because in the beginning of that Ruthless, when you leave here, watch that video. He punches the ceiling and there's like one of those commercial like mm. drop ceiling lights with the halogen bulbs. And he fucking shatters them. That's so funny. I always wondered how long it took you to know that he did that. Or I, if, did I, he fix it before you knew? Dude, I don't even. <laughs> That's how crazy those times were, huh? Yeah, who else? Tombo lived there. Wow. Andrew I remember lived- going there. It was just like Animal House, yeah, literally. Andrew lived there. Bill Marshall, who I don't really fuck with anymore. A- Adrian Vega, who was, who was wow. like a pretty established skater. That place literally was like a straight up CKY, like who, who, Animal who, House. Who was dude. German's boy? Uh, fuck. Indian kid. If you, if you could make a movie, dude, like about like wild skateboard kids and like. All you had to do was put like cameras like in the corners of like you know the the, the corners of the room. You would have like blew all those CKY jackass dudes out of the water. Yeah, that was, it was like it, was you had to crazy. be there literally. It was an experience to say the least. That was yeah. Do you have, is there any moments at that house? Can you give me? There's probably many. Is there is there one that you'd like to share with us, like a, a like a wild story that occurred there that wouldn't incriminate anybody? That was just like crazy that you can't forget ever. I know there was too many, which is the hard part about it. I mean, dude, it's like incriminating shit. Like, you might have to edit this out, but like, if me, you can't say it, me, you're me, good. me, and Patrick and Graham always laugh about like some threesome that German and Shape partaked in with with tacos. <laughs> you probably gotta take this whole thing out, but like, just imagining, yeah, yeah, German wow. and shape. <laughs> wow, is, just it, wild. is just like too fucking funny. But uh, just wild. 
I mean, dude, like, you know, get getting literally the, my arrest there was like watershed moment for sure. And like a wake up call. Like, yeah. So it was like all fun and games like while it lasted, but like it got ugly really quick. It right? got, yeah, it got bad. And, uh, you know, I was, so I, what I, happened? Like I was trying to keep the shop afloat and I was selling a lot of weed like in bulk. So and word got out or something. Well, apparently. <laughs> and they raided your spot, right? Yeah, yeah. You can look it up. Operation Sour Kush. That's what it was called? <laughs> Which is so corny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kicked in the door. Fucking 4 a.m. Operation Sour 4 a.m. Guns Kush. out. Flashlights on, out. Bro. Fucking, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. But uh, Get the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, that was kind of that was kind of the beginning of the end. And that was... Uh, I was around... A little bit, but I wasn't because I was also like yeah. knee deep in the painkillers before they really took the world by storm. Yeah, yeah, I kind of yeah. got in the infancy stages. Yeah, I got out of it, but I was like kind of in the grips at that time. So I, like I was there, but I wasn't there all the time. Yeah. I was there like a little bit. Well, like my problem was I was like, hey, like cool, like I, I really want to keep the shop going. Here's an opportunity to do it. And then I had all this money coming in. And rather than using that money to keep the shop going, I was like, let me gamble, do drugs, and yeah. fuck a party. And like, wasn't yeah. really hanging on to the money. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. It's tough when you're like flourishing and you're, you're excited and you're making bread. And yeah. you got all these people looking up to you, proverbially sucking your cock. It's hard. Yeah, man. but but honestly, like, uh, and like, I, I, I've had this a lot before, and it's like, I, pro- I like definitely needed that to happen. And it was kind of like a wake up call that was like, all right, like, yeah, time to close the shop. Like, this shit's not going anywhere. It's so just- that kind of happened like at the same time. Yeah, I kept it going for a little bit, but at that point, um, I like transitioned into like where, where, where the kind of world I'm in now, which is like fabrication for events. And and luckily, and like I say, like while, while I have a lot of regrets about the shop, it's because of like Pawn, who's a dude that I painted a ton of graffiti Shout with. Shout out Pawn, that dude's the best. Yes, Pawn, the man, love you. Sweetheart. And uh, and Bill Spice, another person, like I can't say enough good things about. They were both working for this fabrication company called MKG in Brooklyn. I needed work badly, yeah. and they were like, "Hey, you can come start loading trucks," and kind of kind of got me on. That's the, how it started on the ground floor, yeah, and that and then kind of worked my way up, and you know, to the wow. point, yeah. Now I'm a project manager. I, I became a project manager at that company, and now. I'm kind of doing that off on my own, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like that's why I try not to be like too like sad or, or like bummed about Division East because like one like it's all stepping stones, dude. Man. I would I wouldn't know you like obviously yeah. there's like a thousand funny stories we're telling right now and like it's all stepping. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah, important yeah, yeah, yeah. whether it's negative or positive. It's yeah, all I got important. my wife. I got two great kids, and you know. it's all written in stone. It was it was, it was what made your life what mm-hmm. it is now. Mm-hmm. It's it's all important, whether it's negative or positive. Yeah, and to hear like how important it was to you, dude. And, like, you have no idea, and and I hear that a lot. Like it, it meant a lot to a lot of people, yeah, and, and it meant a lot to me. And so it was a crazy. Had it had it made me millions of dollars, it would have been. <laughs> yeah, no, would have been that much cooler, but whatever. You're in a good place yeah, now, yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. that's all that, that yeah, exactly. really matters, you know. So when did you? So that kind of happened. When did you close the first Montclair shop? Do you remember the time, or you have no idea? I shit. Because 2010, the video we're talking about was the newer shop. Yeah, things were already not, like the timeline escapes me, but like I was already like struggling financially and like 
I think my lease ended, and I was like, I need to get in a smaller spot. So, I, so I moved down the road. To Literally, a, only down like a couple stores. Right? Yeah, which is cool. Like, had that been my first shop, I would have been like, cool, I made it. I'm on Bloomfield Ave. But, but now it felt like I was in a shop smaller than Much even the original smaller. shop, and it was like run down. Like there were like pipes were like leaking, and it was like yeah, just yeah. a grimy. Nah, it was a different feel. Yeah, it it just wasn't in like you know. much more punk rock. <laughs> yeah, much more punk. Yeah, rock. so. Uh, yeah, and then then the uh, the whole fucking Operation Sour Kush thing happened while I was in that space, and uh, they kicked your door in. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- so I think I let that I let that lease run out. It was kind of like a couple. Of, I, I wish I hung on to the the website for whatever that's worth. Like, which, yeah, you know, I should have hung on to divisioneast.com And I mean, I I guess you know, in hindsight, it, it was for the better because now you have a beautiful family. You got two children. I mean. I try to tell people like all the time, there is life before your kids, yeah. and then there's life after they're born. Oh, bro, forget and about boy, it. is that like drastically different? You know, Dude, what I mean? yeah, yeah, and then, and then they're born, and you can't imagine life without them. So. I know. Do you yeah. think? Do you think kids changed who you were as a man? Like, like full life circle type shit. Like it came in full circle once you had your children. Man, I don't know. That's a that's a t- that's a tough question. But like, I like literally cannot imagine them with your life without not them. being around. And uh, yeah, it's weird, right? And weirdly, like, let me. So like me, like my kids are like almost exactly how I always imagined my kids would be. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's like a weird. That's thing beautiful. About yeah, yeah. Like my son, especially. I'm like, dude, Diego. Yeah, I'm like, you're who I thought you would be. It's what like, made it's, you think of that name? Because you're not yeah, Hispanic yeah, at all. Before. Yeah, yeah. So so my wife is Haitian and. Uh, you're Italian and Irish. Italian and Irish, yeah. So, uh, big, big, big soccer family on my wife's side, and and her father was a huge Diego Maradona fan. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's kind of phenomenal soccer. Yeah. Player. So yeah, she. I think she recommended the name, and I was like, cool. I'm not mad at it. Like, it's cool, and and I liked it. It's like ethnic, like not necessarily like Italian, Irish, Haitian, or yeah, whatever, yeah. but like. Yeah, Sick. so that's kind of how we landed on it. And then, I loved it. Yeah, it was so yeah, different. Yeah. And Diego Corrales, I don't know, Diego Corrales, Jose Luis Castillo, we talked to, you know, I know you're a boxing fan and I am. Yeah. To me, that might be the greatest boxing match I've ever seen in my life. Wow, if better not, than Hagler Hearns? Very close, dude. Please do me a favor. Like, Hagler Hearns, that three-round war. Have, have you ever watched Diego Corrales, Jose Luis Castillo? I've never watched that one, to be honest. Please watch it tonight and text I'll watch me. Watch it tonight. Yeah, that actually that fight happened on my birthday. Me and my no wife, were, we, me and my wife weren't married yet, and I was like, I gotta rush home and see this fight. And You're a boxing guy. Yeah, it's like that's like all an, day. Yeah, yeah, I love boxing. What man. got you into boxing? Man? My dad was a big boxing fan, and uh, I was always kind of like interested as a kid, like kind of the point where like every morning I'd be like, oh, what happened with the fight last night? Yeah. And then uh, I think around 14, Hector Camacho and Greg Haugen fought. Oh, yeah. And I stayed up and watched that fight. Oh, wow. And it was just a fucking awesome fight. And I just was like... Addicted. Got hooked ever Yeah, since. just addicted. And like, you know, you watch the fights. Like, to me, it's like so... Because like, I can watch six, seven, ten horrible fights in a row. But I'll keep watching them because I'm like, yeah. you, you don't want to miss that magical I one. Because like, when it's as good as it can get... It's like, fucking good. It's magic, yeah. Like I know. Yeah, I've been so. into UFC pretty heavy lately. I, I'm That's not, the most exciting I'm shit I'm not mad right at now. UFC. And, and actually, like, I love boxing. All right, here, here's my thoughts on this. When a boxing match is as good as it can get and a UFC fight is as good as it can get, the boxing match is better. 
But the UFC shit is just consistently delivered. They make the matches you want. That's the problem because it's under it's all under one umbrella. There's just too much politics in boxing. Politics, it, boxing yeah, different, it's yeah. fucked. Too yeah. many belts, too many fucking divisions. Yeah, dude, it's all under Dana White shit, dude. For better or for worse. I mean, these guys aren't making any money, which is Even fucked last up. Night but like, was fire. I don't know if you watched last night. I did. It was it, it was the Mexican kid with the the hair lip. Was it? Yes. What's his name? He destroyed, yeah. bro. He destroyed. And then it was fucking uh, what's her name? The, the Grasso and. Uh, uh, I'm very bad with names. The the one girl it was a brawl, yeah. dude. See, I, dude. I don't and like call me a sexist. Like female <laughs> fighting has never appealed to me I know, in I boxing know, I know. or UFC. I like or even when Ronda Rousey was like, I Fuck could, her. I, I could not Fuck give a shit bitch. or Holly Holm whatever. I don't. I just, She's corny. Yeah, but, but some uh, matches are good. But dude, yeah, I mean. Some matches are fire. Like that Grasso fight last night was wild. It can ended up being a no contest to draw. Bro, I, I was hyped on the Sean Strickland style bender fight. Like, oh, I, I was also sick, I've been dude. on Strickland because he's fucking funny and like, yeah, he's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking hate Izzy. Yeah, he's a well, well when Strickland was like, you jack off to. <laughs> in the press conference, he told me he jacked he's off. He's off his dog, yeah. Well, he's like, you jack off to like cartoons. <laughs> anime, yeah, yeah. He's a big anime That's junkie. A, that shit was funny, but. Speaking of like family and all that, how long have you been with your wife, Rajni? Yeah, we met in. 19- it's been a long yeah, we, time. We, we met at Rutgers in 1999. Holy yeah, so, shit. Yeah, yeah. That's a long time, yeah, dude. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, we met. We like dated a little bit and then we like reconnected. We actually reconnected when the shop opened, which is, a, is kind of a, a bug out. But I don't know if she remembers me, but I remember her vividly. She remembers. No, well, I, she told you, I told you she loved your review of the Drake album. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because she loves Drake too, and I was. Does she? Like, oh, bro, she's. A, I brought her to a Drake Does show. She like the new single with Sue. I think she likes everything Drake puts out. But I remember goal, when, I, when I was I was saying you cracked me up so much because you did that real dramatic. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fucking extra, bro. I'm extra. Dude, that shit was so funny, and I was like, Raj, you got to look at this. <laughs> Because to me, it was just like comedy. And she was like, he's kind of right. She's like, everything he's saying. You know what's funny about that, though? Like, all my friends, like, no, I'm a hip-hop junkie. And I love, like, backpack rap and all that. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I finally had the balls to admit that, like, I actually like Drake. <laughs> to come out as a Drake shocked, fan. <laughs> but I, I can't deny who I am. He's Dude. fucking the GOAT. I, I just don't. I he's don't, the GOAT. I don't get it. And I don't, <laughs> I don't like, not, I just don't get it. I but, understand. Yeah. The I understand. Whole, like, if dude, it's so, it's so obvious. Like, I'm so stuck on, like, rap music from when I grew up. Well, that's different, yeah. And then, like, the only new shit I like, which will sound so obvious, is Griselda. Like, all that shit. Well, because it's a nod to the 90s. Yeah, it is. But, but, but. Benny's the best one out of all three. But when Joey Badass was. Fire. See, to me, I think Joey Badass is corny. I, I don't, really? I don't not like him. But I think like Griselda comes off as more authentic, Real. whereas Joey's like, a, like a fat. Yeah, he's like he's like do, he's like doing cosplay okay. '90s hip hop. Is kind of but dude, when he first came out, that wave he's good. was fire. And he he had that song that Premier produced. Yeah, he had a bunch then, of uh, shit. And then man. who was his boy that died? I Capital Steez is What's fire, it? dude. Yes, dude, that's, he's that's the best a, yes. one out of all okay. of them. Because that's when I first like got like heard free about the it. robots. He's yeah, the best yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But that's another thing. I have a gripe with Joey Badass because apparently he has an unreleased album that he wants to release. But I don't know if it's legal battles or if it's him because he knows it's going to be better than anything he's ever put out. Because yeah. Capital Steez was clearly the better rapper out of all yeah, of them, yeah. out of the whole pro era team. Yeah. But 
Yeah, nah, I love Drake, man. I've been of a Drake yeah, fan yeah, for I, years. I like, I'm not even mad at my, my I'm wife. an R&B head, so that he resonates with me more than You know average. who Diego loves? You know who my son loves is J. Cole. Yeah? Dude, J. Cole, but also my son loves Conway. Really? But only the the one song on God Conway's to, fire. God to a King, the song with uh, <laughs> That's great. I got to meet Diego, dude. Please. Yeah, he's, dude, he's cool, bro. I want to meet your kids, Yeah, man. yeah. Dude, we should get I love together. children, man. How old's your son? He's four. Oh, yeah, my daughter's four. So. He'll be five April 1st, April Fool's Day. Okay, sick. He sick. was born April Fool's Day, Rajni, yeah. Rajni's April 13th, so. No shit. Yeah. Tell Rajni when you get home, I said hello, if dude, she remembers yeah, no, me no, dude, vividly. She, she definitely, dude, she, I literally showed you her video, or I've showed videos of you to her. About the Drake, the yeah. The Drake thing, specifically. I like, when I meet her, we're gonna, when I see her again, yeah. we're gonna have Drake combos, because that's my guy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. bro. Anyway, sh- Rajni has been through it all. Mm-hmm. She is, if I could pick a woman. Dude, ride or die. I mean. That I, is a ride or die. She is the, shout out, Rajni, when you listen to this, because she probably will. Yeah. You are the GOAT. Really. Yeah, no, I mean, from the beginning, I mean, how did she tolerate well, dude, all bro, the shenanigans? It, 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 it flatters me. Like, I'm like, why did, Why has this woman put up with me? Like, dude, I, I must not be, easy. I must With a skateboarder lifestyle? Yeah, dude, I don't know. How and, did she and, go uh, tolerate all the shenanigans? I don't know, dude. And you I, know, the crazy surfers and the skate... Dude, to be friends and be around those type of people, it's it, especially graffiti artists on top of it, dude. graffiti artists, it's a, it's a different animal, man. Yeah. How could... I give her. Let me. I tip my hat to Rajni, bro. God bless. Rajni. I probably won't play this for her because, like, I, she hears shit like that and she gets. She's like, "Yeah, why do I?" Because <laughs> she loves you. No, I know, dude. And that, and you it's can't like, stop yeah, love. Yeah, my yeah, man. dude. I know. It's, yeah, you're a special guy, so I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I know I make her laugh, and you know, I fuck like Superman. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, that's really important. But nah. Not to be kidding. That's important. Yeah, no, nah, she's the best. Yeah, shout out Rajni. Yeah. I mean, isn't she like some super famous like magazine editor now? Yeah, yeah. Google Who's she working for now? Vogue or something? No, she actually works for Snapchat, but she's like oh, their shit. global director of fashion. She actually leaves. She flies to Europe tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it's get the uh, fuck out of here. Yeah, because it's uh, it's uh, she just New York Fashion Week just wrapped up, so now she's now she's gone for three weeks, starting tomorrow, which is hectic. Yeah, she does Milan, Paris. So I'll get London. you out of here soon, then. <laughs> ah, it's all good, but yeah, but yeah, it's uh, now she kills it, man. She's uh, you know, she's on TV all the time. She's on Joe. What's God uh, bless her success, Hoda man. And who? That's uh, Good Morning America. Yeah, that's why well, she's a hardworking yeah, woman. No, man. she dude, she busts her ass. She's a great. I mother. could tell when I first met her when I was a kid, like. This woman means business. She's different than any other woman I've yeah. ever met. You know yeah. what I mean? And you know what, dude? It's like uh, she like calls me out on my bullshit too. Like, which is yeah. Well, she's known you for how many fucking yeah, years, yeah. dude? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, wild. She's known me. Yeah, we met. Yeah, ninety nine. So it's been that's insane. Yeah. A lot of history there. You know, there's something to say for that. You know. Yeah. That's wild, man. God, God bless you, man. How long you been with your girl? We we started dating in 2011. Okay. So we've been married yeah, uh, since really 2017. I mean, it's a while for me. <laughs> no, I'm just busting. <laughs> it's a while for me, bro. No, I'm just kidding. That's a while for me, you know, 12 years we've been together? Yeah, no. We've been married for, what is it, six years? Sick. For me, that's a long time. You going to have another? No. Nah. No? I would if I had a bigger support system. Yeah. We don't really, you know how it is with kids, man. 
Yeah, dude. Dude, we've, we've been on probably like four date nights in four years. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, we don't do that. <laughs> but, dude, I, I, got, I, I mean? got to say, like. You got support. You got a support system. You got a village. We don't have that. Yeah. My dad, my dad's a great guy, but he's an old school guinea. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, my kid's like 10. Mm-hmm. Shitting and wiping his ass. My, my son's shitting on his own, but wiping <laughs> his own ass is a different story. Yeah. Right now, he's not, you know, he still needs a little bit of help. My daughter was wiping her own ass, and then she stopped. Diego still won't. Diego still wants Kids help, are shot. So. Kids are different, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's tough for us. My, my, my mom passed away in 2009, mm-hmm. so we don't have her. Her mom lives in Florida. Oh, really? Her dad lives a couple of towns over, but he's in a new relationship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's occupied with her. Yeah. We have to, we can ask him, and he helps. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, it, it's just tough, man. Yeah, dude. It's taxing on yeah. our relationship. So having another one would really cripple us, I, th- I think. Yeah. Uh, we're in a good place now. I think one's enough. If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? I think one's enough. Yeah. I wish I could give my kid a second, but it's just we don't have the support. So yeah. We don't have a village, man. Like you got your parents, God willing. Yeah, yeah, dude. You could drop them show. off and they're good. Yeah. We don't really have that. My yep. dad's like an old school guinea, you know what I mean? Yeah. He'll watch them, but it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's a little tough. I wish. I wish I could give my kid a Because my kid the other night said to my wife, he's like, I, I want a little brother, and I, I want him to na- be named River. Because he watches like this like River and Wilder show on YouTube. Uh-huh. So like she's like, oh, man, it's so fucking, you know, it's like we, we, we both would love to give him a sibling, but right. we think about our sanity. But also think you know. about it. You have one more. That's like one more person that could take care of you when you're an old man. Yeah, I, I know. We thought about that it. That shit crosses my mind. But dude, at least you got. It, dude, it's funny because I I never had that thought in my mind in in, in my life. And in the moment Diego was born, I was like, oh wow, there's somebody gonna be there when I'm old. And I, I never thought about it like that. Dude, it, I, I don't know why my mind went there. Like literally in the delivery room, I was like. That's weird. Damn, I, it's, about I, that. I was like, that's so comforting. Like, this person's going to be there forever. It's a life-changing event. Yeah. yeah I, I really want to meet your kids bad. Yeah, I've dude, seen let's them get, on Let's Instagram. get them together. Yeah, we'll get them. He's so cute. Yeah. Look, he looks like you, for real. He's got yeah. your round eyes yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you guys. He's a, he's a cute little boy. So what, what, what's, what's next for you? And, and do you, like, we already kind of talked about what your plans were before, and I hope we can bring that through fruition with DE stuff. But what, what do you uh, what do you plan on like going next in life? What are you doing right now? You, you're already you work for a company now that like well, well, sets I, up. I have my own. Yeah, I've 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 been in like this fabrication, like experiential marketing kind of world since I transitioned out of Division East, and uh, I'm doing it. Like I have my own company called Frontside Marketing it's on Instagram. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So and I kind of so project management is my strength and. Uh, I don't know that. I, yeah, I have a good network of fabricators, and I have like all these contacts, like through my wife, who's in fashion, and and through my years in the business. So, so you do installations and stuff. Like yeah, that, right? and kind of and kind of how I do it is if somebody needs something built or installed, whether it be like window displays or like a retail build out or like a one day event. Yeah, yeah. And and like I said, a lot of this comes through my brother too. They'll come to me like say, "Hey, we need this, that, and the other built for this event at this day." And, oh, sick! And then I'll sub it out to my network of people that can build it, and I kind of manage it and, and be like, that's the, sweet. yeah, be like the go between between the client and the fabricator. Oh, that's and, sick, dude! Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm stoked, and uh, it's God cool. Bless you, man. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, and, and then like and then and then 
Your wife's got her thing. She's got her thing, and, and and I've got a little freedom that I'm like not at a nine to five at a desk that I can, you know. And your the, kids are set. Your kids are good. If there's a hurricane spinning up the coast, I can kind of carve some time out and go yeah. surf. And yeah, it's it's a good thing, man. And your kids it's are like, good. God bless, man. Yeah, your kids, kids are beautiful. Yeah, kids Again. are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours as well, man. I love them. Yeah, man. yeah. So closing closing out this pod, we've been at it for a while. I just want to say, man, you know. Your store changed my life, man. You know, as it did for everyone else surrounding it. I just really need to give you your flowers. You know what I mean, bro? It's I mean, like I mean, that's why I, I, it means so much, dude. And like, like hearing shit like that, like always makes it's from the bottom of my heart. You it know? Always makes it worthwhile. So, regardless of everything that occurred, like throughout all these years, the decades, whether it was positive, whether it was negative, you know what I mean. No one can deny the importance of you and your store, you know, and what it had on all of us. So I just really want to say thank you. Um, it is because of you that I've met some of the most interesting and important people in my life, you know, honestly. And uh, being around that environment taught us, you know, all of us, everyone that was there for those times, you know, taught all of us so much. It was a networking hub of talented and, you know, artistic and interesting individuals. The experiences I've had, you know, I will really remember them, you know, forever. You know, I, I speak for everyone when I say that it will remain in our hearts for eternity. You know, we love you, Dave. Go on. We do. Thanks for... Uh... <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, of course, bro. Yeah, dude. Thank we got to do this again. I think, you know, one episode's not enough. But. Yeah, probably. I, I would love to, like, sit in here with fucking GDP or... Dude, dude we, fucking we, fire. If we could get Jules down here some, somehow. You got to link me. Please. Uh, yeah. Please. All right. Signing <laughs> off. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for coming. I love you, Dave. Love you, too, man. <laughs>